A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit WhalenBayMarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. song would be really good if we had a different vocalist you know somebody that drank pumpkin spice coffee yeah really felt out of tune yes welcome to the outdoor show i'm captain kevin favor sitting in with jeff logan with captain kirk waltz chris wayne spinning the hits good morning guys we're all here this morning welcome back jeff yeah Yeah, nice, nice to see you good to be seen yeah yeah good to be seen you look a lot different than you do on facebook do i Man, oh, those, that those, picture! I know. Those I, I had nothing man. to do with that. <laughs> that was, Who was shooting uh, the pictures? Huh? Who's shooting those pictures? What do you mean? Yeah, where'd those pictures come from? I don't know. All I know is that Tara got a hold of that. No kidding. And I was like, "Wait a dude, minute, dude! The mullet's awesome." I, hey, man, I was styling. <laughs> oh, okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I mean, it was like that looked like a face that said, "I'll eat anything that you put in front of me." Yeah, but people are wondering what the hell <laughs> we're yeah, talking I'm about. Sorry, yeah. um, our uh, social media manager, mm-hmm. okay, decided to post a picture of me back from uh, one of the pictures was my, my rookie year, nineteen eighty nine, oh. of the actual in the uniform. Mm-hmm. But then the face shot, the headshot, <laughs> was the uh, nineteen ninety season. Okay, and yes, I had a fat face. The new, the new helmets <laughs> hadn't come out yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for those new helmets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I looked at that and I was well, like, you got to remember something now, okay? Yeah, just, okay. Just, just, just hey, I get it. To man. give myself a little bit of an excuse here for having the fat face of all faces. Uh-huh. Fat face. There's no excuse. Um, my rookie year, I was drafted as a linebacker. Okay. So, like when I was in college, I was a middle linebacker that weighed 225 pounds, 230 pounds, mm-hmm. six, six foot six, mm-hmm. two, yeah. 230. So, you didn't, I mean, play, you didn't play in. You played straight, linebacker. Yeah, I played middle linebacker. Oh, wow. I, I was a Mike linebacker I didn't at, know that. at the University of Virginia. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, kind of a monster middle linebacker. You're trimmed out. Very tall yeah. inside yeah. linebacker, right? Rangy well, is what they called you. When, yeah. uh, when I was going through the uh, – after the season and go, and, go and, and get invited to the All-Star games, I go and play in the uh, blue-gray game. Oh, yeah. Okay, blue-gray game, I played middle linebacker. Nice. Which is what I did at University of Virginia. Well, then, then I get invited to go to the East West Shrine game. Oh, okay. So I go to the East West Shrine game, and 
and um, Jimmy Johnson is on our staff, and Jimmy's like – Jimmy at the time was the head coach of the University of Miami. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Jimmy says, hey, look, you know, we want you to also get some snaps at defensive line. I said, all right, cool. You know, Jimmy was awesome. You know, so during the game I played nose tackle, middle linebacker, wow. defensive end. Wow. Um, and I got snaps at all of it and pass rushing. Well, that's kind of what they were projecting me as. Well, then I got drafted by the Jets. I was an outside linebacker. They moved me, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I weighed 240-ish, you know, during the season. And then by the end of the season, I was back down to 233, something like that. Well, now, then we're, we're, real quick, were the Jets in a 3-4? We were in a 3-4. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. We were in a 3-4 in 1989. And Joe Walton was our head coach. Mm-hmm. Ralph, uh, Ralph Hawkins was our defensive coordinator. Go, Ralph. Jim Vicarella was our linebacker's coach, and he was an ass. Uh, um, <laughs> so then He's an come ass. over here and uh, we, don't, we don't have a great season, and the entire staff gets fired. Oh, right? wow. Right. Okay. Bye-bye, ass. So here I am, you know, rookie, first-round pick, playing new position, having a tough season. Now we got a new staff and the unknown, and our – organization hires Bruce Coslett as the head coach. Nice. And so Bruce puts together his staff, and, and you guys will kind of you, – you will know some of these names. Mm-hmm. And people that are, have been around in the National Football League will know some of these names. Walt Harris was our quarterback's coach, which he was a head coach in college. Very cool. Uh, for many years. Kippy Brown was a running back coach. Chip Myers, wide receivers coach. Chip. Bob Wiley, who was a uh, – like 50-year coach in the National Football League was our tight ends coach. Um, our defensive coordinator was Pete Carroll. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Oh, I heard Very of that cool. guy. Uh, Ed Donatel was our defensive backs coach. Oh, wow. Um, Foge Fazio was our special teams coordinator, former head coach of the uh, Pittsburgh University. Greedo, come over uh, here. Greg Robinson was our defensive line coach. Um uh, Monty Kiffin was our linebacker coach. Monty, Monty Kiffin, to Super Bank, Bowl yeah. champion, Tampa wow, Bay yeah. Buccaneers. I mean, we had one hell of a staff. Yeah, big stars there. So the getting back to yeah. the picture, making a long story out of this. Yeah. Very. So when they get hired, now we're going to be a four-three under Ooh. Pete Carroll. Oh, they you need to. Bulk so I'm up. going from outside linebacker, and they said, "Hey, look, you know, we're going to move you to defensive end." Yeah, you're going from pancakes it, to chicken. Yeah, so now, and you got it, it, you're, 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 so now you're two thirty against three hundred. You're I'm, like, that ain't yeah, gonna, that ain't going <laughs> to. Yeah, so they said, "Hey, look, you right. need to start eating." <laughs> right, and I good. said, "All right, well, that's good. I'm good at that." <laughs> so I I went from two thirty to two fifty five. Wow. In like two months. Oh, my word. Mm. Okay, so hence the fat face. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Like, so okay, I, so what did you eat? Everything. Everything. Twinkies, donuts, fried chicken. You're obviously working with a nutritionist, Chris, let, let, right? Let, 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 me, let me throw a story in here, okay? Um, I have been to lunch with Jeff when he was playing, and oh, I went to God. lunch. I, I went to lunch with Jeff. Um, Schmingy McManus and McManus, mm-hmm. and we were at the, the the barbecue place that used to be a sponsor of ours, Cross Creek Barbecue. Cross Creek Barbecue. We, we yeah. all went. Yeah, remember we, we all yeah. went. Cheever, Michael Cheevers was there. And too. Cheever was with us too. Yep. Y'all ate so much food. It was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> they ran out of ribs. <laughs> they, I, I, no, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating with you when I tell you that. I mean, I had I had a plate full of food, and and these guys are ordering thirds. Oh yeah. 
there was a stack of bones in the middle <laughs> oh of the table, and the girl crap. walks up to the table and looks at us and goes, guys, I'm really sorry, yeah. but we're, we're out of ribs. <laughs> and you guys look at her and go, well, what else you got back there? And she goes, we got some chicken. chicken. You got some chicken. chicken. <laughs> and she Bring brought out a whole tray Bring of chicken. It. <laughs> it was like, what the heck are you guys eating? Yeah, I used to, uh, to gain a weight. I would literally carry a meal everywhere I went. You know, so I mean, I, like every hour and a half, two hours, I was eating. Ooh, I mean, it's had the only to. way, only way to gain. I mean, I had such a fast metabolism, and then you're working out, right. you know, and all that stuff, you know, and you know, so that's the only way you were going to gain weight was just to eat. You know, I remember your your wedding reception, Schmengi standing in line in front of me, and the girl brings out a whole hotel tray full of <laughs> coconut shrimp, and she lays it there, and his <laughs> wife's in front of me, and Kate's behind me, and Schmengi goes and covers his whole plate. With coconut shrimp, and I'm like, Joel, is anybody else gonna get any more? And his well, wife goes, I don't really no. care. And he goes, he looks, he looks at his wife. Joel talks. Yeah. yeah, and he goes, he goes, I burn a lot of calories. And his wife goes, I can't keep him full. And I was like, God, you got to call the kitchen. We're out. Uh, Just put it down. But yeah, that's the okay, uh, that that's picture of his uh, fat yeah. face, and I got. Yeah. Um, I I don't know how many people sent me that. I, I, all of a sudden, I, in the morning, all of a sudden, like, I'm getting text ding, pictures ding, of this yeah. picture. Yeah, and they're like, dude, really? I mean, is this you for real? Question so, mark. Yeah. So at your heaviest when you were playing, what were you? Um, well. So that year I was 55, and then most most of the rest of my career, so for the ensuing eight years, I was somewhere right around 65. That's what they listed you at. Yeah, and so yeah. sometimes I was 62, sometimes I was 67. Sure, sure. That's there beefy. was one year that I was probably pushing 70. That's pretty wow. beefy. Now, um, did you, now, I mean, carrying that weight, how, how did you feel compared to where you were at, like, you know, 230 or whatever? Oh, I was strong as an ox. Yeah. And faster than I ever was. You know, I mean, at two sixty five, you know, two seventy issue not quite. You know, but um you know, I mean that's bigger, stronger, faster, work out all the time, you know, right. when you start becoming that, you know, it's yeah kinda how it is. But I I'll I'll tell you another funny story. So towards the end of my career, every year I would go out and you guys remember this, I would go out west to the Navajo Indian Reservation. Yeah, mm-hmm. my Kelowna. And me and Dennis Bird used to go out there, and, and we would go out there, and we would hunt. And, you know, the first time we go out there, it starts out at, like, three days, four days, something like that. So we go out there, and we hunt. And, and of course, while you're out there, you're staying at motels. Mm-hmm. You're eating at restaurants right. you can find anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, truck stops. I yeah. mean, and you loving know, life. And yeah, I mean, having a good time. And yeah. well, then every year it kind of seemed to grow, you know, where I would go longer. And then, and me and Dennis would stay out there for like a week, week and a half. Mm. Well, then one year I went, stayed out there for like two weeks. Nice. And all we did was hunt coyotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we went out there and traveled out there with, you know, high powered, uh, low, uh, smaller caliber rifles, 222, 250s, and 10 gauge shotguns. And we hunted coyotes every day. Nice. That's all we did. Stayed at truck stops, ate truck stop food. And loving every minute and, of it. I mean, right. and all of a sudden I went out there one year for that 14 days and I came back and this was after two, week, two weeks of staying in motels, not doing much of anything but hunting coyotes and eating truck stop food. Porked out. Dude, I came back, I got on the scale. I was like, whoa, <laughs> my God. I was like 275. Oh, <laughs> man, yeah. Yo. Put on well, like we're going to move you to nose tag. Nine, <laughs> nine pounds, yep. 10 pounds. I was like, well. I guess I ought to get back to working out. Yeah. Yep. 
Wow. So that was the heaviest Back off I the carbs. Was. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. But it was good. But, yeah, that, uh, that picture. Cool. Kind of funny. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Kind of funny. also had some other fun pictures this past week, and one of them was a picture of the story that I told last weekend, which mm-hmm. is when I stuck the tractor. Yep. Yes. And are guys not so typical? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because he, I saw the response to the comments. I'm like, what? It's so funny yeah. that when you read the responses, so I, you know, we put the picture up on our Facebook page and our Instagram page yeah. of the tractor stuck. Yeah. Okay. Got the tractor out. But guys are like experts on this area for sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Or they so think sudden, they are. Yeah. So I start getting these coverage. I see these comments on our Facebook page and I'm chuckling mm-hmm. because all guys are experts. You know, if there's a <laughs> tractor right. that's stuck or a truck mm-hmm. that's stuck, they're an expert. Mm-hmm. They yeah. know how to get it out. Sure. Yeah. They know what you're doing farming wise. Yeah. They are going to tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. So, so as I was reading them, um, some of the comments were great though, you know, because I mean, some people, they, they, they know, yeah. but some of them were, uh, uh, were kind of funny. And so I, I, I got to read a couple of them here that I was like, uh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, here's one. Best thing you could do is sell the plow and buy a no-till seed drill. Right. Yeah. Would you like to answer that, Kevin? Yeah, because you have a no-till seed drill. Oh. Right. Yeah, 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 grain drill. Yeah. Yes. I- <laughs> okay. Yeah, I did uh, read that one. I was like, uh, okay. Here's another one. 200 horsepower Harris with a 75-horsepower 70 tractor. Mm-hmm. That's a 90-horsepower tractor, uh, right? That's a 90-horsepower tractor, and, the, and that tractor pulls that set of arrows all day long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's okay. a lot of yeah. There's another expert. <laughs> uh, Probably yeah. never sat on a tractor. Uh, wait a minute. He's not alone. I, thank you, Kirk. Kirk sent a picture of when he stuck his tractor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was good. Um, so, oh, now here's another one. Um, why do people still till, drill? Through the stranding cop, you will never have this. You know, that, and that's kind of a um, um, the, the the newbie thing. So is, wait, is, let me, is let me the, explain look, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Because go ahead. a lot of people don't know what right. drill, what drill means. Okay, so this gentleman says, "This is my favorite." Why part. do people still <laughs> dr- drill. Uh, still till right. till till right. is when you use plows and you turn the soil mm-hmm. over. Yeah. Okay. Drill is is what most farmers are using nowadays, which is called no till farming practices and so what they do is instead of turning the soil over with plows and uh subsoilers and all of those things they just spray roundup kill everything on top mm-hmm. okay and then spread the fertilizer on top of the soil and then they no-till drill there's a machine out there that literally cuts the soil open puts the seed at the perfect depth covers it back up and you never disturb the soil by turning it over with like the old school farming plows right right, right. which dries the soil out which it can. It can dry the soil out. That's right. Okay. <clears throat> but part of no-till drilling practices is that every six years about, they recommend, okay, and Dave Edwards was on talking about this not too long ago, that you subsoil your land, your mm-hmm. ground. Right. And what happens over the course of time is that the soil becomes compacted. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when it becomes compacted, this kind of sometimes most people wouldn't make sense, but when it becomes compacted, it doesn't hold moisture as long, mm-hmm. okay? And it becomes very hard, and so the roots of the plants don't permeate the ground to reach that moisture because they're hitting a hard spot in the ground, mm-hmm. okay? very well. So hence, you have what they call subsoiling. Subsoiling is you're using these 
tines on the back of an implement, okay, or on an implement that subsoil, which literally dig down in the ground anywhere between 18 to 30 inches, and it breaks loose the soil, okay, and therefore allowing the roots to, to, to permeate softer ground. The ground actually holds more water for a longer period of time. And so for all these people that are saying, why are you using, why aren't you using no-till and using a grain drill? Well, I have a grain drill, mm-hmm. okay? And for a lot of people, that's very expensive. A no-till drill? I don't have one. That's exactly what I, I was thinking I when you were describing either. it. I was like, holy crap, yeah, that it's, sounds it's, expensive. It's, it's, it's an expensive yeah. uh, piece of equipment. All right, Chris, if, you, if, if somebody were to buy a three-point no-till drill, right, from a company called Great Plains, which is probably the most popular manufacturer of no-till drills, that no-till drill would probably be in the range of fifteen to seventeen thousand mm-hmm. yeah. dollars. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, and 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 here's the other deal, Chris. I mean, Kirk, how many ballpark? How many acres of food plots do you have on your thousand acres? We've probably got. At most five acres. Okay, because I've got like four and a half. Okay, so you, you know you have I mean, five. So, Kevin, you have four and a half, and yeah, so I mean, are you going to go out and spend? No, no, fifteen, seventeen thousand no, dollars on a no-till no. drill? No, no, no. You're going to you're going to till the ground. Yeah. Okay. No. Um, I have a drill. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I bought one years ago. Scott Parker talked me into it, and mm-hmm. but okay, after planning, okay, food plots for the last. Oh, let's see. It's uh for uh, seven, 17 years, mm-hmm. okay, I've never subsoiled my food plot. Right. And so that's why uh, this year I bought a subsoiler and subsoiled the fields. And then when we had that five inches of rain, right. now the soil is holding a lot of moisture. That's how I got the tractor stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I went through that same very field and didn't subsoil, I wouldn't have gotten it stuck. Right. Rock hard. But to get yeah. back to the original point, yeah is that even though people have or use what they call no-till practices or drill seed into the ground, people still occasionally subsoil the soil or turn the soil yeah. to break up that hard pan and then use the drill again to plant. Yeah. So uh, so I just loved it. It was just all these it was expert, good. All the experts Absolutely. You know, that were uh, – I, I, I was reading it. Yeah. So. Anyway, but that was how – I mean, one of the reasons why, which is amazing, I think it's – a it's an amazing example because, you know, Dave Edwards had preached about this and that, you know, with farmers and food plots for deer, he recommended, he actually recommends subsoiling like every four or five years, mm-hmm. which I, you know, again, haven't done it in 17 years. Yeah. And, and I, and I was like, okay, well really, what does it do? And he said, Slacker. you know, it's amazing. It allows those roots to penetrate all the way down in the soil. And it also a whole, and I didn't know this part of it. That it holds more moisture, mm. because I mean, it doesn't make sense, right? Right. You would think that okay, if you if you subsoil the soil, dig down deep, and you break up some of that hard pan, why would it hold more moisture? Mm-hmm. Well, what it does, it's almost like if you think about cotton. Let's let's take a you, we got a cup of cotton. We fill it a cup up with cotton, right? Mm-hmm. Cotton. And now let's push down on the cotton with our hand in the cup. Mm-hmm. Okay. How much water will hold in that cotton with that cotton compressed? Not much. Not much. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, now let's just push the cotton into the cup 
gently, right. or leaving it nice and fluffy. Let it wick up. Now, how much it's going to soak it water? Yep. It would it would hold more water, right? True. Very true. And that's essentially the same philosophy. You're with, breaking it up with the soil and then subsoiling it to break it up. So, so, so he only needs to use his subsoil once every five years. So we could rotate. Yeah. You know, yeah, we just so, take so I could come get it. I mean, because you're not going to use it for five yeah. years. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, well, actually, I'm going to, I have, uh, I don't know that I have a tractor to pull it. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It takes a lot now. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, for, for that, I have a, like a, like a five shank that I, yeah. I, I bought, um, mm-hmm. uh, that James, uh, found for me. And, I mean, it's a it's a lot. I mean, I can tell you this: if if you hit something, it's uh, some yeah. some of them have what they call shear bolts, yep. so that it's designed to actually break like a uh, grade two bolt, right? Literally break the whole bolt, right? Wow! And so like that a you shear pin, yeah. So yes, yeah, and then some people will bump it up, and then you the number of tines that you have behind your tractor is dependent upon how many horsepower your tractor is, and you better have four wheel drive to pull it because you are not going to be able to pull. Right, a single, you know, right. single time, time. I don't think with a subsoil. If you do, you know, you're pretty good sized tractor with a lot of weight. But anyway, it was just funny just reading some of those comments. So I do no till, mm-hmm. but this year I decided to subsoil, and then that's part of the deal. Yeah, absolutely, that's a little longer it, process. It, it, I think uh, a seriously longer process. Oh my gosh, yes. Holy. Because when you subsoil, yeah, you're doing it like four foot wide at a time. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know? that, yeah. And it Man, takes a long you do, time, you and you're do, going you, slow. You do a four-acre food plot. It takes yeah. your tractor butt. You I mean, for like a four-acre tra- food plot, tractor back. Too. Did yeah. you say thing. tractor butt? Yes. Well, tractor it's, butt. it's actually we do use yeah. the term tractor ass. Yeah, tractor okay. ass. Uh huh. Okay. Which means that uh, you're, I, I'm see. I was gonna ask, and now I'm thinking I'm not gonna ask. So if you want to say, great. But if not, I think we'd all be fine with that too. It, uh, it basically what it is is it's it's the culmination of many hours on a tractor in one day. Yeah, that's right. Okay, and so at the end of the day, when you, you ever seen a cowboy walk when he gets off the horse? <laughs> a little bow-legged. <laughs> that's right. The thing about a tractor, too, you're always turning around with one shoulder or the other looking back. Which makes the neck hurt. Yeah. Take, yeah. Take a break, Can we just move on? Yeah. All right, well, let's take a break. Uh, we come that back. was the 4-H hour. We'll do a... <laughs> A tides. Y'all hang in there. We'll get to the real <laughs> nuts weather and bolts of this thing. And uh, we can talk to you, 904-641-1010, especially if you're an expert. We would love to hear from you right mm-hmm. here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter. So our guy over at Consignment Boat Sales in Maple uh-huh. gave us uh, some info on uh, a, a perfect boat for somebody that's looking to – not a ton of money. Correct. Okay, great great starter boat. Uh, this is a 2007 Sea Fox. It's a 197 center console powered by a 2017 Suzuki 150 four-stroke. It's got a Bimini top, GPS, VHF, aluminum trailer, asking 19.8. Perfect. I mean, that's, you're right. Yeah. That's a great starter boat for a lot of people. Yep. So if you're interested in this 2007 Sea Fox, which Sea Fox is an excellent boat, all you got to do is call Guy at Consignment Boat Sales at 904-249-6225, or you can go to jacksboating.com to check the boat out and others, jaxboating.com. So um, in the 60s this morning, when yeah. I got my truck in St. Augustine, I was like, 
It felt, isn't it funny? I mean, the difference between 75 and 69 is, is, well, is night and day, man. I just mean, yesterday. Oh, I got up yesterday yeah, morning to yeah. load the boat at, at 5, and so I walked outside. I was like, God, it was hot yeah, and humid. I know. And then to get up this morning, yeah, exactly. it's nice and cool outside, Yeah, northwest yeah, wind. Yeah, it felt good. It man. did feel good. Yeah. I'm ready. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Took old Merle out this morning and opened the door. Uh-huh. And, you know, a lot of times when you open that door, it's that first little wave of oh, heat yeah. humidity yeah. humidity that yeah, hits yeah. you you're yeah. like oh <laughs> open the door and i was like yeah, uh, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah Hannah, Hannah, Hannah i did fall. the same thing in a fall man yeah yeah i mean i'm you know obviously bow season opens up today in georgia and um i'm like eh. yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it's not there yet no 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 no, no, no. i'm not but, excited but, either but i looked at the forecast for next weekend yes and i'm like okay i said i'm just gonna i told carrie yesterday and she's like, I, she's like, I cannot believe that you're saying this. You know, I said, let's let's just hang out today. I mean, I got some stuff to do at the house. Need to mow the grass. Good football games on today and tomorrow. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, well, I do have some 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 finished my mowing and stuff up at the property. You know, and I uh, said, so we'll we'll ease up there Sunday afternoon and maybe stay Monday and Tuesday. And I don't, there you go. I don't. I mean, because j- you guys know. I mean. The the worst thing that you can have bow hunting in Georgia, and I'm talking about my deer. I'm not talking about everybody else's. Is a, a light and variable wind. If you have a light and variable wind, terrible. you cannot kill a deer on my property. You mess up the whole stand. You, I mean, there's just no sense well, in going in there. And yeah. especially if yeah. you've got if you've got target animals, right? Like like you have. Yes. I mean, you're you're hunting a couple yes. of pretty mm-hmm. good bucks. Yes. You, you don't want to even risk it no, unless you've got. I don't. A predictable situation, right? And 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 I'm in a different or situation. I, say, I should say this. Yeah, nothing is fully predictable. No, absolutely not. But it, and and you don't go in there and hunt unless you feel really good about your chances right. of having consistent wind and right. And our, not our, getting our, busted. Our prevailing wind this time of year is east northeast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd say seventy percent of my stands are set up for east-northeast wind, and the other ones are set up for a west wind. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the, the forecast for the next, it's like south-southeast. I mean, it's like, and, and that's even, right. even that's light and variable at three right. to four miles an hour. So th- what that means, folks, is when you hear light and variable and you're sitting in a stand, it literally means the wind is going everywhere. And, 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 when, and when it's 90 degrees or I don't care. Seventy-five degrees in the morning. I don't hunt mornings this time of year. Yeah, you're wasting your time. Day. You're wasting your time. Yeah. I mean, it's you're you're just going to blow up the whole place. As bad as I want to go, you know. I mean, even even I, if, I hunted last year in the morning. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've got my cameras out. I mean, I'm seeing deer in the mornings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some of those places that you go in the morning. I like if you're going to go in the morning for me. I like being in the bottoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, right. Creek bottoms and stays cooler in there yeah. for longer. Yeah. Or yeah. or or well, that or that spot between the peanut field yeah, well, and yeah. the bedding area yeah. <laughs> because they're exactly. still, they're still hammering the peanuts. Oh, oh my bet gosh, man. I don't have, I've, I've got cotton next to me, Ugh. so I don't have peanuts, yeah. but when there has been peanuts in the past, yeah. I mean, the, the trails coming out of the peanuts back to the woods is, is, is unbelievable. It literally, it? it looks like mm. one of them old cattle trails yep. that went through you know, the state of Texas years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. I mean, it was just unbelievable. It's yeah. like unbelievable. deer crack. I mean, they love it. It, it, it's, it is. I it's mean, they, crazy. When we had that place up in uh, Hazelhurst, yeah. they, they would just hammer that yeah. peanut field. Peanuts are like king. Yeah, they oh, absolutely yeah. are. And, and and it's good for them. I yeah. mean, you've seen some of these deer. They are so fat. Oh, yeah. It makes I them mean, healthy. Yeah, it I makes mean, that venison taste yeah. good, too. Yeah. So like, have you got, uh, have you determined 
what you're gonna what you're gonna plant this year yet in your, in your all's food plots? Yeah, we're gonna do the same thing. We're gonna do that Ashenominy Wren's Rye. You know that just worked so good last year. So yeah. so I I I I, I herbicide last last weekend. Um, we I told you guys you know two years ago and, and planted one food plot in clover and chicory, and it did amazing, and it's still doing amazing. Planted the rest of our food plots with a, a mixture of the clover, chicory, and then your um, your typical winter mix, Jeff, rye, wheat, oats. Mm-hmm. And obviously all that died. And, and um, so I've got to go back in this week and, and, and see, now that I've killed everything, I want to see exactly how thick the clover is. Because mm-hmm. if it's if it's as pretty as I think it's going to be, I'm just going to overseed it with 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 the clover and, and, and chicory again. I mean, yeah. I... Because they're still hammering the food plots, and it looks beautiful. Why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 the best thing that we've ever done. I mean, I, I've had my cameras on those um, mm-hmm. on those food plots all summer, and all summer those deer have been in there eating it. And the more they eat that clover and chicory, the more it grows. Yeah, yeah. it's so. Yeah, I'm not simple. Yeah, chicory is a. I think it's. I think it is the Kirk, and you should literally add it because I'm telling you, chicory has been an amazing plant. Yeah. My problem is Agreed. our so- soil is so acidic. No, it's I just know. hard to get anything got to grow in there. But I would. I mean, here's the thing. Try. I mean, because for example, if you buy like a five pound bag, mm-hmm. which is not terribly expensive, right. right. Not, just to try it. it yeah. And, and, and Kirk, by the way, two years ago, um, what what Jeff's saying? Two years ago, I was like, you know what? This plot never does good. I'm just going to go in there, plant it in clover and chicory, and it's it is it's a thing of beauty mm-hmm. uh, you know and, 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 and it's pretty and yeah. here's the yeah. thing a, a five pounds of chicory goes like if you if yeah. you're planting five pounds of chicory in a straight plot that would plant over an acre yeah oh yeah right. absolutely you know, so i mean it goes a long way so i mean just try it and, and add it to your maybe i'll do that plot. yeah when i get it get yeah, over and, there to and all it takes is literally like if you buy a five because you can actually buy chicory in a five pound bag mm-hmm. and it's a i'm pe- sure they probably got a standard feed and seed I know he's, he, yeah. does, he has it. Yeah, yeah he and has it. And here's the amazing thing, and people wondering what kind of a plant it is. It looks almost like romaine lettuce mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Well, exactly. Isn't that what you planted yep. in Dillon's Field that one time? Yeah. I went over and hunted. Mm-hmm. That looked really pretty. Yeah, it's a, it's an amazing plant, and it grows literally all through the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, uh, that's that's the amazing part. You know, which a lot is, of wow. Like, mm-hmm. like like I've got what I call on 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 the hilltop. You know, which that's where it gets hot, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, for two years now, the chicory's done fantastic. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, you'd be, I would, you'd I be amazed at how how good it does. This year, I you know, in the years past, I've always done what is called a uh, like a yuchi arrowleaf clover, mm-hmm. and I'm not to get too technical, but clovers are always really good because when you do clovers, they don't really feed the deer a ton in the fall. But man, in the springtime, right. they just right. they, they come and they look so pretty, and they got flowers, and then you get bees, and the turkeys love it, and it feeds the deer all the way through the spring, and sometimes into the summer. And I've always done like a crimson clover, which is uh, uh, really a, a really good clover for the mm-hmm. south. And one year I did a bulldog red clover. I remember mm. it was unbelievable. Yeah. Mm. And then for years I couldn't get it. Yeah, I don't know why. I guess they had crop failures and places that they grow it to get the seed, and uh, so this year, every year I ask, you know, right. my guys at uh, Griffin's Warehouse up in Georgia, and I ask them, I said, "Do you got any, Can you get any bulldog red? 
Can you get any bulldog rat? Right. Can yeah. you get any bulldog rat? Yeah. You know, and then I wait on their answer. Well, this year they said, yeah, we can get it. I'll be darned. I said, uh, I'll take it. Yeah. Nice. And so this year I'm going to do a bulldog red clover mm-hmm. and then also a Durana white, which I planted Durana white probably 15 years ago, and I still have patches of it. <laughs> still have patches of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And the deer are still eating the and heck still out of it. still eating the heck out of it. I know it. That's, you know, it, so it, I'm going to try that again right. and see if, uh, if I can get a little because I wasn't doing very much management to, to keep it going in years right. past. Give it a shot. But I've got, and you guys know this, I got too many acres. Yeah. I plant a lot of acres. Yeah. And you got a lot. And I want to plant, I want to try something different, mm-hmm. you know, right around, you know, the, the building. And so, uh, so I started looking through the Bible, which is quality food plots, which is a book by, by the, uh, Quality Whitetails, I guess, is what what is the organization called now? I don't, it uh, used to be QDMA. Yeah, now yeah, it's they, get, they got a new name, right? Yeah. Okay, and uh, this book has all of the possible seed and plant species that can be planted in a food plot for wildlife, and mm-hmm. so I, especially deer. And I've been reading about, and if you guys just a little trivia or not a trivia question here, it's a little question for you guys, mm-hmm. and you guys have hunted out west. Okay, both of you. Mm-hmm. If you could take one plant from out west and wish that we could grow it here, what alfalfa. would it be? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, alfalfa. Alfalfa. Yeah. alfalfa. yeah, right. Hundred percent. Totally. Yeah. Oh my is, gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The Indi- deer hammer. Indiana. Oh my gosh. Correct. Yeah. And folks, this plant it's it's kind of like clover, but it's not right. And it and they uh, they actually grow it for out west, and it's used for cows because they cut it. Mm-hmm. And it's like hay, mm-hmm. okay. So they feed it to cows and livestock, etc. And if you've ever seen, and give you an example, when I used to go out and hunt in Nebraska, and they would have all these center pivots and all these center pivots for the most part, where they were planting corn. But in every place that they couldn't get irrigation, they were planting alfalfa, right. and alfalfa was used to feed livestock. Yep. And so they would take cuttings off of that. So you would have all these triangle pieces of alfalfa where the center pivots couldn't reach water-wise. Wow, what a magnet that is. Oh, my God. And uh, so these alfalfa, alfalfa. Yeah, I mean, these alfalfa <laughs> patches are just, you know, and they, alfalfa is a plant that doesn't need a lot of moisture. Mm. You know, so hence, it's, that's why they're planting in areas that can't get irrigation. Mm-hmm. Well, the University of Georgia developed a, or an alfalfa specifically for the southeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's drought resistant. And well, it's not necessarily drought resistant, it's just meant to be grown in the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And it's called Bulldog, uh, it's called Bulldog 805. <laughs> okay, Bull, University of Georgia. Yeah, they develop yeah, it just yeah. like you got uh, Bulldog Red Clover. That was right. developed by the University of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, you got to name it Bulldog. And Can't so be Gator. Can't there's be Gator a, alfalfa. <laughs> there's this alfalfa no. variety and it's called Bulldog 805 alfalfa. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the I'm 805 is about. You haven't tried it yet? I'm going to try it this year. Okay. I've never tried it before. Okay. You know, but I'm going to try it just Hasn't to see. Has it been out a couple years? It's been out a few years, yeah. and I've just kind of been waiting okay. to, to try it to see. And and I actually have a, a neighbor that uh, he's got a couple thousand acres, and he tried it one year, and it did pretty good. Mm-hmm. And he said it was weird. He said he planted it, and he said it did really good and they stayed on top of making sure that uh, they kept the weeds out because you have to use different herbicides to kind of control the weeds right. and uh but he said you know the uh he said it wasn't like the deer were just piling in to get into it right and 
I think when I went and he showed me the food plot, I looked and I looked around and I was like, well, the reason why the deer aren't piling into it is that the food plot's located up on a hill and there's no cover around it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's no, like, yeah. you know, I mean, deer aren't going to walk out in the open and go eat alfalfa right. in the southeast. No. Uh-uh. You know, they, they, they need cover. Yeah. So, uh, um, it's, uh, isn't that an amazing, and I, I, I know we need to do a weather and the tides, but it is amazing that the, some of the f- coolest times of hunting in the Midwest is, is literally getting in the truck late afternoon and driving around and glassing. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it, and it, most of it's you an see. alfalfa. Yeah. yeah you see. And, and, and those deer don't care. No, they don't care, but yeah, in the so Southeast open. they care. In the Southeast, yeah. that's what I'm yeah, saying. It's care. a totally different animal. Totally. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's take a break. We yep. come back. We'll. I promise we'll do a weather and a tides, and and we can talk to you, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, presented by DuckDuckRooter. All right, so we're finally going to get to the weather and the tides, and we're almost at like 8 o'clock. Yeah, we do talk a little fishing. Uh, we will. Yeah. We will, but first, uh, let's talk a little bit of weather and a little bit of tides, and we will start. Uh, which one do you want to do, Kirk? I can do the tides. You want to do tides? All right, let's start out with the tides. Brought to you by Angie Subs. Finest sub shop. Kind of funny. Yeah, great sub shop Th- at the This beach. week, Dylan was uh, going to, my son, yeah. okay, going to go and visit his girlfriend, so he's heading up Thursday, and so um, Thursday morning, I'm, I, I'm talking to him. Mm-hmm. In the morning, uh, we were moving something, and uh, I said, "So, what time are you going to hit the road?" He goes, "You know, I, I don't know." He goes, "I'll probably hit try to, you know, I'm trying to time up the traffic around Atlanta because he's going to see yep. she's up there in Rome or whatever." Uh, ooh, that's a pretty. He goes, "Hey, hey, Dad, what 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 times Angie's sub open up?" <laughs> <laughs> of course, they try to time so the. It was totally factored into the <laughs> hey, decision making process too. of rolling. Oh, that's great. <laughs> You know, I haven't seen a girlfriend in weeks, but yeah, you know what? Yeah, she right. can wait. Yeah, I'm going to Angie's Sub yeah. before I head up north. I okay? gotta get me a sandwich hey, for Are you getting on the road to come see me? Well, I got things to do. You know, I mean, the truck can't get out of work until <laughs> yeah, such and such yeah, a time. Exactly. Had nothing to do with that. It was all about Angie's Sub <laughs> before he rolls hey, out. Why not? Hey, man. you know what? You got to have your priorities set. All right, so you got Mayport tides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got Mayport tides. You got a high tide. It was at five uh, eleven this morning, and then you got a low tide. At 11.07, you got a peak 5.0. With the, the little bit of swell we've had and the weather we had, there's been a little bit of a flood, and the guys have been catching a few oh, fish yeah. this last week yeah. up in the grass. Yeah, they have. So, you know, not a bad tide to fish on. I kind of like that higher tide earlier I, in the morning. I, I, will, I will tell you this. Um, <clears throat> the incoming tide for St. Augustine has been it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's – uh, Clean water. Is, Exactly. Correct. Where it's yeah. clean water coming it's, in and it, it's it, just it, filtering yep. all that nasty stuff, pushing yep. it down. So many mullet moving around. Holy yep. crap. The it, mullet this week, it, unbelievable. It, it, totally, totally the opposite for us. It's just been um, – Wednesday was epic. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tuesday and Wednesday were epic. Mm-hmm. Thursday and Friday, gone. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing, yeah. All right, let's do a uh, weather brought to you by the best barbecue in Jacksonville, the Bearded Pig. Oh, yeah. I mean, just – some kind of good. If you want, here's a great idea. Okay, you got a football game that you're going to be tuning into. Get an order to go mm-hmm. from the bearded pig. Get the smoke wings. Yep. Smoke wings are tremendous. Really good. I, I, oh look, look, I, I'm going to tell you right now, the smoked turkey is as good as it gets. It is. Give me a half a yep. pound of brisket. Yep. Last time I was in there, I had a turkey sandwich. Yeah, and amazing, it was delicious. Give me, give me a half a pound of brisket. Mm-hmm. Give me a half a pound of smoked turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Give me a half a pound. 
or maybe make it a pound of ribs, mm-hmm. and I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, just, just give me on. the meat. I'll now, figure the rest out. Now the the rest <laughs> of the family has to fend for itself, but that's that's what you like. <laughs> that's that's my plate. <laughs> All right, uh, today uh, south winds 10 to 15, 2 to 3. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow. It's going to get interesting. As it is. Uh, tomorrow south winds 5 to 10, becoming southeast in the afternoon. Seas around 2 feet, mm. 4 seconds. Mm. Monday, southwest winds around 5 knots, becoming east in the afternoon. Seas 2 to 3 feet. Sounds like Georgia. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday, south winds around 5 knots. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, west winds, 5 to 10 knots, becoming east in the afternoon. Oh, and here's oh. where you got to kind of keep an eye on things because if, if you notice, I was talking about the seas being on Monday like 2 to 3, mm-hmm. and then Monday night it's going 3 to 4, mm-hmm. Tuesday it's 3 to 4, then Tuesday night it's going 4 to 5, mm-hmm. Wednesday 4 to 6, Wednesday night 5 to 7. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Notice the wind. <laughs> Feeling kind of rough. Yeah, yeah. Mom, I think you're getting mononucleosis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah. All these, there's a lot of a lot of kids and oh, a lot okay. of people. How, that how many students will be at Fletcher High on oh, Thursday? Oh, or let me Friday. tell you. Let me, just tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. I, I yeah. ran the beach every day this week. Yeah. If your kids just seemed a little tired on Monday and Tuesday, there's a reason for that. <laughs> Why? There's a little groundswell out ah, there. This, groundswell. this is the time. Of, I mean, Jeff. Your landscape listen, didn't cut. Listen, yeah. you, you, you take on Wednesday. You take a west wind mm-hmm. at four to six foot. That is like as good as it gets. Yep. And then even on, on Wednesday night, they're only talking about northeast at five, five to seven feet. Wow. That's some good surf right there. Oh, you wait. And oh. then, then <laughs> Thursday and Friday? Packed. Yeah. Katie, bar the door, yeah. man. There'll be a lot of people calling in sick. Yeah, but then it it, it seems Don't I have like some um, vacation time. <laughs> I got some vacation time, sir. You never, you never took vacation time, did you? <laughs> man, <laughs> it's uh, what is it uh, coming in late? Yeah. It's tropical storm Margot. Is that what it is? No, it's what, Lee. Is, what is it Lee. called? Lee. Hurricane, Hurricane Lee. 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 Hurricane Lee. It's a Cat Four. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. This thing is, it's dude, a, it's it a is big one. It's tight ugly, and big. ugly, and it thank goodness it has missed. Everything and it's going to miss Bermuda. Thanks, God. It's going it, to, yeah, it's going to go between Bermuda and and I guess that would be New England somewhere in there, Jeff. Okay. But by the time it gets up there, it's supposed to landfall uh, north of of New England. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, but but by that time, it's going to be a Cat One or maybe at the most. God but, forbid it hit someplace like New York City or something like. Oh that. Oh my gosh! I but can't but even they, they, I mean, they're they're. They're giving it no chance to do that. So, yeah. That would be good if it just didn't hit any part of the United yeah. States. Right okay, now. so I, I I was there's actually – there's a you got Hurricane Lee, which yep. is the one we're talking about, yeah, yes. and then uh, Tropical Storm Margo's behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is going to create one heck of an event for surfers. Oh, yeah. It's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. They're I mean, big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what they – this is what you live for. So, they're if you're a it. surfer, uh-huh. what days are you feeling uh, sick? Uh, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, but, Friday. But, but I love that Wednesday forecast. West winds mm-hmm. at five, four to six feet. Yeah, that's that's man, really good. That's really good. Wednesday's going to put it just uh, just east of the Bahamas, the north end of the Bahamas. Okay, yeah, which is perfect. Yeah, because of you know the counterclockwise rotation right. that would make that mm-hmm. sw- that easterly yeah. swell for our area. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We gotta, so gotta, Wednesday. Gotta Thursday, Friday, yeah, yeah. any of those three days, oh, yeah. if you're a surfer, this this is what you live Absolutely. for. Absolutely. 
Okay, Kirk, how many days <laughs> did you did you miss school? So my senior year of high school, <clears throat> I get pulled into the English. My English teacher lived down the street from us. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, my math good. teacher lived so around the corner we, from us. What year are we talking about? This is 1973. Okay. So I'm getting ready to graduate from high school, and I'm in my prime of just loving life. You know how you are. You're, you're, you're 18 years old, and mm-hmm. you know your everything. hair's on fire. You, you know, know everything. You're a know it all. You're a freaking know it all. <laughs> had a good job, was mm-hmm. working. How many surfboards did you have? I had two. Two surfboards. How and, big? I uh, had a 6'7 and a 7'4. Okay, so you were you were one of the yeah. radical guys. I, I, I like when waves got big, I got a, I used a bigger board. Yeah. I had a 5'7. Seven. 5'7? Five, seven? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so anyway, you know, I, my buddy Steve Waters lived around the corner, and, and Stevie Varn had a beach house at, the, at, at, the, at Folly Beach. And I'd, I'd go up to my dad. My dad, he didn't drink, he didn't cuss, he didn't smoke. He was as easygoing a person as you ever met. And I go, Dad, I got a big ding, and I dropped this board. And he goes, well, what are you going to do about it? I said, I don't know how to fix it. I knew how to fix it, but I, I always <laughs> said I didn't know how to. What are you going to do? I'm going to take it over to Waters' house. And he always liked Steve Waters. Ah, oh, Steve's a good dude. He'll fix it for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dad, I'm going to take it over and drop it off. So I'd, I'd drive, make a big thing out of it theatrically, you know, staging it in the living room with Mom and Dad sitting there reading the paper. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll be back in about 30 minutes. So I go there and drop it off. Yeah, it's going to take a week. It needs to be fixed. I have to dry up for a week. Dad go week. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's a bad ding. Get up the next morning. Go to the bus stop. Just mm-hmm. keep walking. Go walk right <laughs> past the bus stop. Keep you on did. walking. Walk right over to Water's house. His mom and dad go to work early in the morning. Uh-huh. Go, Are we on? He goes, Let's go, dude. Let's go. <laughs> so we put the surfboards in the in the car so nobody could see the surfboards on top. You know. Oh, okay. And we just ease down the highway. And sometimes we pick up another guy or two, and we go up the to the beach. So anyway, my senior year, getting ready to, uh, was it like two or three weeks before you graduate? You know, you just had your exams and mm-hmm. all, and they're calculating all the scores. And my English teacher, you know, comes by my homeroom and says, I need to talk to you. Uh-oh. I went, uh-oh. Her name and was she, she lives around the corner from yeah, your house? Yeah, she lives around the corner. Does she my, know your parents? Oh, yeah. Knew them real well. Oh, boy. So Miss mm-hmm. Harvey, she goes, she's like, does her finger thing, like, come mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm dead. So I go in, and she takes me in her little office. Uh-huh. She goes, you know how many days I speculate that you've been sick, not sick this year? And I go, what are we talking about here? And she goes, 30. <laughs> I was like, oh. I said, is that Ooh. bad? And she goes, <laughs> she says, your <laughs> English Dude, score. You missed 30 days a of month. school? In, a, in my senior year. And so she goes, does uh how Hel- the hell my did mom's you graduate? Was, my mom's name was Helen. <laughs> she goes, does Helen know that? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> she goes, wow. She goes, how are you going to dodge this one? I go, I don't know. I said, what are you going to do? And she goes, I really like you. She says, I really like you, but you know, you're just right on that cutting edge. I'm not making it. I said, you're not going to, not going to fail me. She goes, she said, you're really close. <sighs> she goes, she made me write like two reports. You got to write two reports from me. Mm-hmm. You got three days to write these reports. I want good ones. I want research. I want credits. Got to go to the library. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I want foot, oh, yeah. Yeah. footnotes and all this crap. And I'm going, oh, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And she's like, no, I'm not kidding you. If you don't do these and don't do them good, mm. I'm failing you. And you're going to summer school. Oh, no. And mm. I was dying. I was like, oh. I said, no. Uh, course, you know, I, I know what you're the last thinking. Question, no, the last question is, 
You're not going to tell mom because my, well, my mom would kill me. Yeah. She would oh, kill I, me. We know. I mean, she called this show up oh, threatening me and Kevin. Absolutely. Oh, she would beat my butt. Oh, yeah. I'll never Without forget flipping. that time oh, that she called gosh. the show because she, she was PO'd. She was a yeah. fire tag. Man. You didn't mess with my mom. Oh. She would box your ears the, in a second. But the greatest phone call after that. It was Jim McCollum. Jim McCollum. Yeah. And then Skeeter called in and he goes, I ain't messing with Kirk's mom. <laughs> oh, she whipped you behind. So it wasn't your dad, your mom. It was you were my worried mom. about your mom. Oh, she was the battle axe. That's funny. Oh, it was I great. mean, most of the time, you know, the you're worried about mom telling dad. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. You wait know, till your dad gets wait home. Wait till your dad gets <laughs> home. But it was cool. She didn't tell her. She said, I'm not going to tell her. Uh, you're a man. You, you know, you, you're, this, is the, this is the rest of your life. You figure it out. She said, but I'm just telling you. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> and I was like, I felt bad. And did you like, go straight to Steve's house and get your board? <laughs> <laughs> I graduated. 30 uh, days of school. 30 days. How many of, of those days were just for surfing? All of them. All, All of them. them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Not one day for fishing? Well, you know, could have thrown a few bones in there. Yeah. You know, there was a few bones in there. Well, you know, if we That's were surfing, funny. I mean, there was fishing involved in it, too. But So this week um, – so if you if your kids are missing school this week, folks, I'm just yeah, telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, if that boy says he got a ding in his board, you better check that, that board. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> check him out. Oh man, it's uh, you know it, and I know what you look for. You look for the swell. Uh-huh. Oh, and then D- Dylan tells me and he'll, he'll he'll be saying, "Dad, Dad, Dad, look at that, look at that." And, and when you see the wave that that just breaks, not all at the same time, right? Ground swell. To where the wave it peaks, it it peaks uh-huh. and then it breaks and then it slowly rolls over uh, as it's coming and, in. And that's Wednesday. What is that called? So that's typically a peak wave. So yeah. it breaks left and right. Yeah. And then if you got long lines, depending on the direction of it, you'll have a long left or a long right. If you've got a south swell, you're going to get a long right. If you get a north swell, you're going to have a long left because the the waves are going to sweep down the beach. the The first edge of the the wave is going to hit on the left side if you're okay. facing the ocean okay and it's going to peel left i i was a right footer i don't know about kevin i actually i'm left-handed but i i surfed right right footed yep. and if you're yep. if you if you're if you can surf now left side, real quick because a lot call of people like foot. me did i'm mean, just stupid uh-huh. I, mean, I have no idea yeah when you say left footed or right foot is that the foot that's in the front of the board if you're if you know you if, pivot yeah, if if so, the left foot would be in front of the board. Yeah. So you're you're yeah. a left footer if your left foot is in the front of the board. No, no, no. no right opposite. Foot. opposite, opposite way. So yeah. it's the one that's in the back. Right. Yeah, it's the pivot that controls the, the board. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, it's the pivot, so like pivot I, when leg. I run, I didn't. I never. I don't. I've never surfed. Yeah. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I've tried to, and it doesn't work. So, but I was a skateboarder as a kid yeah. a little bit. Okay. And, and my right foot was up in the front. So then if I was a surfer, I would be a left footer. You'd be a left foot. We call those goofy foot. Uh, yeah, I would be a goofy footer. Yeah, by, goofy by, footer. By really? Way, most yeah. really oh, yeah. good surfers are not over six foot. True. <laughs> Seriously. I True. mean, you know, it takes, it takes a much bigger board. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah, else. yeah. Now for a long board, like what Kirk's talking about, you could do that. Well, there's know. some out there. Sean Thompson was tall. Yeah. Um, but for for the but most that's part, funny yeah. that that's goofy footed right yeah, foot right. forward. Now, if you rode a skateboard, which foot was in the front? Oh, it's the same thing. Same thing. Same. No, I know. But but when you guys rode a skateboard, same thing. Left foot's front. Your left, left foot was in front. Yeah, and then you pushed with your right. right. Yeah. I could never do that. And, and and see for me, on a skateboard, I had my right foot on and I pushed with my left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your right foot on, but the right foot was in the front or back. It was it was in the front. Yeah, okay. it can't, can't be in the back if you're pushing. 
You, you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So you were goofy footed. <laughs> yeah, I was goofy footed on, on a skateboard, right. Right. but you were normal on, on, on a surfboard. Surf. Yeah. Kirk, you yeah. goofy footed? No. Well, I'm, I'm left handed, so everything's. I was right footed. See, yeah. it's weird. Just, yeah. just real quick, when you guys shoot pool, okay, mm-hmm. what is your your hand that's on the felt? My like right, when you left. shoot pool, my right hand, my left. I'm the same as you, Kevin. Yeah. I'm right handed, but I I shot pool yeah. left handed, opposite. Yeah. yeah. Weird how I, yeah, that is. I, I mean, I've, I've done, like I told you guys, I mean, I play golf, I bat right-handed, but everything else I do, you know, if I was playing soccer, it's left-footed, yeah. or, you know, yeah. baseball, left-handed. And some guys were good. They could do both ways. Yeah, which is – Switch stance, which, which is, I could yeah, never figure yeah. out how they did we that. We had to just real quick before we take a break, and Chris, you'll laugh at this story when uh, – I'm laughing already. I know you are because we're missing our break timing. <laughs> Point break radio, baby. <laughs> I, I, there's been guys that, um, that I've been around athletically that – were what do they call that ambidextrous ambidextrous, ambidextrous. Okay. amphibious <laughs> yes amphibious <laughs> actually had a guy yeah. that i oh, played yeah. with in new york that called it amphibious because mm-hmm. he couldn't figure out the term ambidextrous <laughs> and uh, how was his name anyway we had uh, we had a tight end that we drafted and he actually played here with the jaguars for a very short period of time and, and it was the year that Derek brown was drafted by the giants and then mm-hmm. in new york the jets drafted johnny mitchell and we you know, Johnny Mitchell was on our team. And Johnny was amphibious or ambidextrous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could take a football <laughs> and he would take it right handed and throw it 65 yards. And, and he's tight end, okay? Mm-hmm. Take it right handed, throw it 65 yards, throw him another football, and he put it in his left hand, throw it 65 yards. And you wouldn't that's know the difference right, if one hand yeah, was that, dominant that, or not. Yeah, that is that's impressive. That's, impressive. impressive. Yeah. that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I watched my granddaughter play soccer, and she's, she's left she foot, shoot, right foot. She can no shoot problem. left or right. Right. That's See, great. And, and if I tried to, if I tried to trip to hit something with my left foot, I mean, I try to do that. Kick yeah. a ball with my left foot. I'd eat it. Yeah, I'd fall on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I'd eat I'd I can't. Stupid. I can't even pick my nose with both hands. I, I yeah. Well, that doesn't. Anyway, all right. Let's take a break. We come back. We're going to do an LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week right here. <laughs> Excuse me, on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. It's time now for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the Southeast. And if you have a business or a job site and you need fuel and you need your bottom line helped out, just go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week's gear tip, this comes from all of us. All of us. Today is the opening day of Georgia Bow Season. Yes, it is. And uh, I know a lot of folks will be I, I, all fired up to be out in I the woods. I took the field tips off, put the broadheads on last mm-hmm. night, sharpened them up, mm-hmm. ready to go. And, uh... Broadheads are kind of like rear ends. There's a, there's a lot of opinions about which ones to use. Right? Okay. I don't know what that has to do with the rear end. Okay. Well, you know how they always say opinions are like blank. Yeah, Everyone's right. got one. Right, right, like, right. Okay. No, and, 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 and you, you know what? Broadheads are kind of the if, same if category. You, if you have a broadhead that you shot a deer and you thought you made a good shot and couldn't find the deer, you're never going to use that broadhead again. No, probably nope. not. You know, I mean, that's just, if you have, it's, Jeff, it's kind of like lure fishing. If you have confidence in that lure, you're going to continue to throw that lure. Yep. Right? That's right. Broadheads are the same way. And yep. and I've had, it, it, again, you know, you get different opinions, but but I've had so much luck with uh, Rage, Hypodermic, 
um, broadheads, expandables, and 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 I mean, literally, I still have two packages that are unopened. I mean, I don't I don't shoot that many deer a year. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. if I shoot if I shoot two, yeah. it's a big you know, deal. It's a, it's a big deal, you yeah. know. I mean, and 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 by the way, me personally, um, I throw them away after you know they're all bent up and stuff after they go yeah. through bone and and, and and so I don't I don't use them again. Right. Um, but again, it's it, it, the the one thing that I want it, it, it the one thing that 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 I've had happen to me that I think is that they weren't sh- I, I kept them a, another year mm-hmm. and they weren't sharp. They need to be sharp. Oh, yeah. Need to be and, sharp as a razor. Yeah, so some, exactly. some of them you can sharpen. Yeah, yeah you I, I, sharp, I sharpened you can. mine. I sharpened mine last night. All right. So, yeah. so, so our question, and we posed this on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the gear tip of the week is Georgia bow season starts today. We want to know what your favorite broadhead Absolutely. is. I, I can't wait to read these opinions. Okay, here's an opportunity to be an expert. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. But 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 there you year, go. but years ago when I worked for Mossy Oak. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave me a three pack of Schwackers. Yep, and I gave them to you. And I love them exactly. And you've never used anything since then. No, never. No, and I'll never use anything but. Yeah, that, that's 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 my point. I got I a package, actually, and I've never opened them. Schwackers, well, give them to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll <laughs> take them. Give them to me, please. Give them. I've to never me. used I, them. I really want them. What do you shoot? I th- I shoot a Montec G5. So you shoot a, a fixed, fixed broadhead, fixed three blade broadhead. Broadhead. All right, I'm your Huckleberry on those schwanker. I'll yeah. take them out and okay. give them to you. All right, here, here, here's a funny story. So when we all got those broadheads back from Mossy Oak, mm-hmm. I gave a pack to my buddy Timmy, who is up in Georgia. Who's a big-time bow hunter. Mm-hmm. Big-time right. mm-hmm. bow hunter. And uh, so I gave him a three-pack, and he is literally, I mean, he does all his doe management with a bow. Right. You know, and he's got, they got family land, you know, a lot of deer, and so... Uh, the number of does that he shoots with a bow, it's ridiculous. Right. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, it was like a couple years after I gave him, and, and or he brought it up to me actually, and he said, man, he goes, man, those broadheads that you gave me, he said, they're they're incredible. And so I was like, the, the I gave it to him, and then that year he was telling me, he goes, I've shot X number of does. I'm like, you're kidding me. With the same broadhead? He shot 22 does with one broadhead. Wow. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Twenty two does with one broadhead. Now not all in one. Seeds. No, no, no. I yeah, I get it. Okay, but he used the same broadhead but on the But those blades are replaceable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh. Wow. I can't even imagine that. So we'll take your thoughts, your opinions, your yeah. expertise we'd, on our we'd, Facebook we'd love to page. Know. Mm-hmm. And uh what do you use, Kevin? What is it called? The Rage, hypodermic. The Rage, you're using a Rage, which Lee and Tiffany are. Are they still big Rage sponsors? I don't, I don't know. I don't they watch used to them. be. Yeah. Kirk, you're shooting G5s. G5? And Minyard's and one. And is that an expandable? See how no, hard? no, it's a, uh, so, so it's a I, fixed. You're fixed. Uh, you're expandable. Oh, I'm, I'm expandable. I'm expandable. Yep. Okay. So mine, mine look like the old style with right. the. So I, I just got a text from Ricky Stinson. Mm hmm. All right. We know what the expert. Right, and right. he he Ricky, works at, at, at strike, strike zone, zone obviously. Fishing. Right, okay, and he says Grim Reaper. Grim Reaper is a heck of a broadhead, and it's expandable. Yeah, yes. I've got some of those I've never opened either. <laughs> you can have those too. I, I don't need the Grim Reapers. Well, I want the I want the like Schwackers. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I just got confidence. That's in. what it's I'm like saying, a man. A well, bow with a bow, you you better have the confidence. See, and that's the problem I've had. I I remember I I shot an eight point up in Fargo one time with the Grim Reapers, and I was like. I remember that. And it didn't even open. 
Yeah, it just kind of oh, hit, no. hit him. That's and, that's a that's an old Grim Reaper though. Yeah, see I the mean, old Grim was, Reapers, you literally almost had to file off right. some of the little burrs. I on remember, the metal. That, and that yeah. was the year I broke my leg. He's broke your leg. Yeah, I broke my leg in the boat that oh, year. Oh yeah, you fell on the live well. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that. fell on the yeah. live well. Yeah. So I had a big yeah. brace on my, my on my leg. <laughs> How'd you get up the tree? I, very slowly, <laughs> climbed up Hot. that ladder stand very slowly, right behind the house. I was up there by myself. By the way, I remember I shot the deer and I called Gerald. And I called Rich, and I'm like, I can't find the deer. I saw him walk over and lay down, and I walked over to, to recover the deer, and he stood up and walked off, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, and you, uh, found your, you found your arrow, and it was still closed. And it was still closed, and we found the deer during turkey season, dead. Wow. Um, Dr. Greg Bennett's, uh, Lehman Bennett found it for me mm. and brought it to me to the house. He says, I bet you'd like to see this, and brought me the head with a rack on it. I'm right. like, oh, my gosh, that's him. So we got hanging in the cabin, but we never it's, recovered the deer, it's, it's, and I hate that. It's a terrible feeling. It is. It's all, it's a god awful feeling. It, it really. Is. I guess I've gotten more picky when I shoot now well, because of yeah. some of those. Yeah. Areas. Oh, there's no no question. I, you know, we when we had Dave Edwards in, you know, last week, I I, I said I'm a thirty yards and in guy. Me too. That's, Sometimes you know, less, depending on where it's well, at. Well, I mean, that's thirty yards and in. I mean, if yeah. it's ten yards, I'm 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 good. But you know, that most of the time, and 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 again, I know we talk about this all the time. Our deer. So flippin' spooky, but if you if you can keep that deer between twenty five and 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 thirty yards, you're kind of like out of their sense range. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. When they're within ten yards of your tree, Jeff, mm-hmm. oh, they can smell they, you well, and hear you. Uh, yeah. They, it, 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 and and even even when you pull the bow back and it goes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they come out. Of they come skin. out of their skin, man. I've seen them go straight up <laughs> off the ground three feet, and you're going, yeah. good lord. Yeah, but at twenty eight yards, you you've got a little cover there. You know, mm-hmm. so anyway, the broadheads are always a fun, a, a fun debate. Yes, it's a great debate, yeah. and uh, it will never go away. No, it'll never go away because the marketing arms of all these different companies that make broadheads, mm-hmm. there's always something new and latest oh, yeah. and greatest. Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah. It, it is what it is, and there's certain broadheads though that have been tried and true and have been around forever. Yeah, and uh, it's always interesting to hear the debate. All right, when Kirk, you started talking about the deer stand and everything, I, I, the picture that you sent this <laughs> That's week, exactly Chris right. knew exactly I what I was thinking. <laughs> because, uh, and, and I think Tara's going to post this at some point should. this uh, week, you so should post we don't need to post it. But yeah. The redneck stand. Yeah. Where did you find that picture? So, you know, like you guys, you know, you're, you're, you're on the internet, you, you're, your friends okay, you didn't take right. a picture of that. I right? did not. Okay, no, no, it was not, none of my guys. Though I don't know if I brought up the episode where we had a, a stand collapse. Did we talk about that? So, um, well, well, what we need to do is we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do a future post just like today. Uh-huh. Okay, today, you know, we're doing what's your favorite broadhead. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do one in the future. Mm-hmm. Of what's your favorite deer stand? Here's yeah. one and share pictures of. The craziest deer stand you've you, ever seen. Do you seen. remember the one that I took in Indiana? Do you remember the Yes, the pic- with Grandpa with, Jimmy. With the portalette? Yeah. Oh, terrible. <laughs> well, I'll never forget. Uh, unbelievable. And it was on a platform. On a platform. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I, and, shooting and there's stands that, there, there's places that literally take the old porta johns oh. and convert them and, well, and make them deer stands. And right. we've now. talked about this. People yeah. can be so cheap. I'll, I'll never forget. I mean, Jim McCollum used to take me up to his place. Mm-hmm. And Bob Atwood had a stand. We call it the pallet stand. 
Made of pallets. Made out of pallets. They would take these pallets and nail them up in the tree. And I'm like, yeah, God, what no. the what? Yeah, no. And, you'd get, and they'd always go, when you go up there, now make sure you look down. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, the floor is not solid. It's pallets. And I'm like, <laughs> but we saved so much money. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Jim was like, finally after a while, Jim's like, tear that thing down and put it on the and, and you know what was so funny is that when, when I bought my property, the, the, because I, I don't like heights, Right, I was I was determined. I don't that, like heights anymore either. Right, I used to. They used to right, not bother I know, me. I know. But yeah, it, what it, happened? I don't know. I don't know. Chris, I'm the but, same way. Yep. Yep. So, that, isn't that crazy? Is I, it is it maturity? It's absolutely. It or be. is it, uh, it the older be. you get, the you know? Because sometimes the, the your equilibrium right. is not what it used to be, and so when you go higher. You feel like you're not in yes, balance. Absolutely. I've oh, yeah. just I've just grown increasingly psychologically fragile. <laughs> well, that's no, but, that's me. But my, my point was is that I was determined that whenever I put up a stand, I don't care if I have to use an extra ratchet strap. Yeah. I don't care. Oh, no, I always have two it, it, on every one of them. Absolutely. You know, well, I'll put three on there. It, it, me yeah. too. You know, my, my I don't my, care. My, my, my hang on stands. I mean, that's what we did last week. That's all we did was check stands, right? And and we put new ratchet straps on. So what? It's um, it's yeah. six eight bucks. And, and you know the the lifeline that I introduced you to years ago, Jeff. So so that what you're, I'm connected with my safety harness on from, from the ground, ground up. up. I mean, if I slip and and by the way, I have got two times I have gotten to the top of my ladder and grabbed you know that 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 last piece of ladder. To swing, not swing, but to step into my stand, and that strap has popped. Mm-hmm. That's happened to me twice in my career. If I didn't have that lifeline on, I'd I'd be going straight backwards. I'm telling you, man, you know? I never hunt without a without a harness on. But uh, wear uh, a harness. You know, I um when again, Jeff, when when we worked for for Mossy Oak and and I went to their June meetings, they had the guys there at that time, and this is years ago now. Okay, mm-hmm. this is 15, 17 years ago when people really started taking safety very serious, and they brought in hunter safety systems, the guys that invented it. Yep. Okay? And and, and I told Great them, invention. And, I and, told, and here's why. Go ahead. I it, know why. It, it yeah. forced everybody else in the market right. to come up with something comparable. Or Besides better. that thing you got in the box. Or better. Yeah, and the one that we used to get in the box for years <laughs> yeah. was piece of crap yeah yeah, yeah. people didn't wear it because they couldn't figure it out right yeah. and not only that but it might hurt you more than yes than, than help but but my, I, I told them this and, and i was dead serious the hunter safety vest has made me a better hunter i would agree because i'm comfortable you know i i, I and know. you can buy some that aren't oh, dude, too my, bulky or heavy yeah, I, got, just as safe yeah, well you know there used to be a, a, a tree stand called a gorilla mm-hmm. and, i got one well, and, and and Gorilla went out of tree stand business and just started making safety safety okay. harnesses, mm-hmm. and that's okay. what I have. Yeah, you know, I mean, so it's it's just so simple. I mean, I still see see people do the silliest things, uh, and I'm like, why in the hell are you even taking that chance with with this with a very it doesn't simple take people five do. minutes to put on a harness before you go out the door or wherever even, you're hunting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, last weekend we all had safety harnesses on and we had a lineman's belt. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, you My, and, uh, and and we're hooked up to the to, to the to the to the lineman's uh, to to the um, lifeline lifeline. Yeah, My, you know? yeah but these here bungee cords they work just fine. <laughs> exactly. a My favorite stand, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if they even make them. Me and Gerald moved one uh, a couple weeks ago. 
and it was a X stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was one of those stands that had the jaws that literally it clamps onto the tree before it, you even by, climb it. By the way, it is a pain in the rear. <laughs> it's a yeah. pain in the rear in the build. <laughs> yes. But as far as setting up, oh, it's unbelievable. It's the best. Yes. Yeah. But putting it together. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. It, it is. All it, of them are like that. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Oh, yeah. no, 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 Kirk. No, they're not. Exactly. No, they're not. Exactly. <laughs> this X stand right. is no. literally like this is like a this jigsaw is the, puzzle. The Christmas Eve, you're putting the kids' toy together, yep. no and sleep. it has a thousand pieces. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that this thing is like, oh my, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, are you serious? That's yeah, right. don't you love it when you open the box up and you go, oh man, there's a bag of stuff, and, and then you go, oh, yeah, there's yeah. another bag. Yeah, it, hey, I, mean, I, I know we got to take a break, yeah. but the the X stands I think are out of business too. Are they? Yeah, I, I think they are. Mm. I'll look and see if they even are. are in, but, I, but I think somebody else is making the okay. making them yeah, out of the uh, same version. concept. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's not like the family tradition where you just had like four bolts. You know, through the ladder, right, and put it up, and put it up. <laughs> but then the, the the system that they have it to attach sucks. to the tree suck. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, yeah. it's one of the worst designs Absolutely ever. Absolutely, yeah. it it, it's literally it's dangerous. It is dangerous. Yes, because here's the thing, Chris. Imagine this. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. imagining. Okay, you've got a rounded tree. Round, correct? Ra- around okay, trees are round. Round, okay, around tree, it. Yes, around the tree is generally round, right. Yes. Okay, you're, they give you, with family traditions, they give you a ladder stand, right. okay, that has a mount bracket right. that has teeth, right. okay? Okay. But the teeth are on a straight line. Okay, so, so picture so this. It's so it's kind of like taking it, so it's like like scissors on no, a- No, 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 they're not. Okay, scissors okay. would work. Chris, imagine you're- Okay, here's- I'm going to do a display here. Okay. okay. Perfect for radio. Picture this, folks. Okay. I got a microphone in front of me. Okay. Okay. I got my cell phone. Okay. Yeah, right. The microphone, it's got a round foam thing. That's the that's the roundness of the tree. <laughs> right. It's cylindrical. Okay. I've got my cell phone. It's got a flat edge on it. Okay. okay this is right. the mount that comes off of the deer stand. When it goes against the tree, how many places is it touching on the tree right there? One. One. One yeah. small spot. One small place. So then they want you to put a ratchet around it and tighten that okay but when you do that the stand literally yeah it's gonna it's gonna wiggle it's gonna move left and yeah. right and okay? and it can go up and down and, and, too. and by yeah. the way that yeah. is also on their double ladder stand yes even on a double yeah. ladder stand yeah. okay yeah. which wow. is designed to hold two people right. that are over 500 pounds okay right. here's the thing wow it doesn't take a genius <laughs> at all to figure out that if you take that flat spot yep. on the stand, make an and now make it into a boomerang shape. Right. That's right. Yeah. Where All now you, yeah. we get make it a little concave. Two points of contact. Yep. And it's going to be a range of tree, contact. Yeah. And right. then when we put a ratchet strap, it doesn't rotate. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's unbelievable yeah. that people are so. Oh yeah, but that would be more work to do that. They can't figure that out. So here's what you do when you buy a family tradition tree stand. You you cut that off? You take it to Adam Triaw at All Aluminum Concepts Ah. and actually have him cut the bracket, the mount that they have put on a factory-designed family tradition because it's a great ladder stand. It is. Oh, it's awesome. Lightweight. Except for that one part where you fall out. You you take it to Adam and you say, Adam, cut this junk off and put a boomerang-shaped mount with teeth on it, with holes in it, so that now you're yep. pulling the straps tight yeah. to the actual part that's snugging up against the tree instead of pulling onto the ladder part, which a lot of people do, and it complete, completely collapses the whole mount. Yeah. I'm really surprised they have not been sued. 
I don't know. I, I, I can just tell you, it's amazing. You know because I, I, some clown fell out of that. Oh no, 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 no! I mean, it's it, listen because you when you set it up, Chris, and you lean it against a tree, somebody's got to go up there without any straps on. Yes. Okay. And and you're you were nervous. I mean, you were so holding. Ima- imagine thing. Chris yeah. with that the the mis- the bad engineering design. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then okay, you and Kirk are out in the woods. Right. Okay, now you guys stand this thing up against a tree. Right. Okay, and this thing is wobbling. Okay. <laughs> it's 20 which, feet. Which one of you is going to go up that tree? <laughs> uh, it'll be the other with guy. With a ratchet strap. It'll be the other okay, guy. Okay, and promise. then which one of you is going to be at the bottom trying hold to hold that ladder tight up against the tree? The skinniest guy going up That's the tree. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, Fair. neither one of you are skinny. I'm just telling you, saying, which one of you is going to go up? Yeah. You better have some ropes in a ladder. Oh, my word. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's see, yeah. no. You got yeah, to no, be safe. I mean, I got a story to tell after right, we break. Okay, we got to take a break. Like yeah, five okay. minutes late here. Okay, uh, if you'd like to dial in 904-641-1010 right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Come on, who is it? Best band ever. The greatest oh. rock and roll band ever. Tesla. Never heard of them. I like them, but they are. Far from the greatest rock and roll band ever. Okay, no, no, not even close. All right, so uh, e- even though I went on a little bit of a rant there about family tradition tree stands, I, I you know because everybody everybody that has a ladder stand on the market makes that boomerang shaped yeah, attachment with, to the tree with the teeth. Okay, but they don't for some reason. But I got to say that's if I had to pick one ladder stand with one modification. It would probably be the family tradition I, I, I ladder agree. stand. Yeah, it's a tr- fantastic yep. stand. They're based out of, I believe, Michigan. Michigan, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have a, an incredible dealer network. Their tripods are the best. Mm-hmm. Okay, their ladder stands are great with that flaw, the mount system. Uh, but uh, folks, uh, safety cannot be talked about. Enough. enough no it can't be you know and i'm Absolutely. very surprised that they still have that <laughs> flawed know. system of how that thing attaches to the tree mm-hmm. yeah anyway all right we haven't talked about fishing yet yeah exactly and uh, i know kevin you mentioned that earlier in the week the mullet migration was in full swing and the yes. fishing was incredible earlier in the week in st augustine and kirk you're saying that it's been going on nonstop all week in mayport correct yeah the the mullet migration is just unbelievable. I mean, early in the week was crazy. Sunday, Monday, just millions of mullet yeah. migrating down the beach. Yeah, two, from, two, Tuesday and Wednesday was 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 the same. From way. three inches yep. to to like ten, twelve inches, just crazy. Yeah, and the bigger ones are starting to show up, come out now. What about bull reds? The bull reds have not shown up. Oh wow! I fished for them three days this week. How about that? And never caught a single one. No kidding. Not a one. Wow, if you're not kidding. <laughs> now, I went downtown and fished uh, Dames Point Bridge and mm-hmm. caught two bull sharks down there. Oh, boy. Two good-sized bull sharks. How about the All right, picture? hold on. We had a we had a malfunction right. here on our Comstack. Okay, yes. Comstack, to let people know, because Richard, Top Gun, and Handy Randy have been holding forever. Oh, my gosh. And Let's I want to apologize to all three of them and then anybody else that may have been on hold and decided not to hold any longer. But on the well, comp stack is the way that uh, the it lets me know that who we have calling in. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a screen. Yeah, and we had, and just names. so you know, uh, and, and this is this is what happened. Um, we had, did you, did you guys see the lights flicker a little while ago? Yes. yes. Okay, well, when the lights flickered, 
uh, we had some kind of brownout here uh, inside the building. Oh. Um, so all the all the radio gear that that broadcast wasn't interrupted at all, but it hit the computers and it reset. The stack. So the comp stack, which lets me know but, who's on hold yeah, so we can go to them. That reset, but it didn't signal it, it what didn't you let, see. It, it didn't let me know that who, yeah. who right. has been calling in. So, so this where, time, yep. this time on this occurrence, it wasn't that Jeff was ignoring you. Yeah, well, I was not ignoring you. So we're going to go. Let's go to the phone lines. We'll yes, continue this absolutely. conversation about fishing because Richard, Top Gun, and Handy Randy have been holding on a long time. And we'll start with Richard. He's been hanging on the longest. Sorry, Richard. We apologize. Good morning. Hey guys, it's on, it's only it's only uh, fifty two minutes fifty seven seconds. Yay. Oh I'm so oh sorry, man. But we, listen, did, we had but no listen, idea. No, listen, no, 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 no. You got to listen to this. Uh, I enjoy your shows, and I've been listening for like twenty. Is it twenty six yet or twenty seven yet? Twenty six this year. Yeah, twenty six. Twenty six. Yep. Okay, so I've been part of y'all's team for a long time and worked the Greater Jacksonville back in the day and all uh-huh. this crap but i haven't i haven't been able to uh find any place that has a uh dove shoot has anybody do you know if there's anywhere have y'all seen any dove at all at your places up okay. there so so when i um would love to dove shoot and i'd still love to dove shoot um the fwc had hunts and and i would travel all over the state um, I would hunt Lake City, Ocala, um, and and they were pretty good shoots. I mean, uh, you know, it it, it okay. was it, there was there was a little fee for it, uh, but but look, I don't know if they're still no, doing no, it, no, but, no, but, no. but but I, I did that. Have you have you all at your places or around oh. you guys? Because mm-hmm. I know you got farms and everything else. Have you seen any dove? Because I used to have dove here in Mandarin all the time. Right. So mm-hmm. so I made a little right. trip. I haven't seen any dove at all. I made I made a little trip through Hastings and, and Elkton uh, last week, yep. and I went across a cornfield that had a power line, and you could not have gotten a dove between a dove. There were so many that, doves that on that funny? power line. Yeah, It's funny, Richard. Yeah, I had I had funny? a conversation yesterday, um, you know, Scott Parker, who has been a friend of the show for years and has been a potato farmer down in Hastings for a long period of time, and and he's planted for dove for years mm-hmm. and had some incredible shoots there. And I, and I was out there just checking a couple guns and uh, I stopped and was talking to son Little Joe, who's you know now helping run the farming operation. Yeah, he's not and, little. And we actually, yeah, he's not little anymore. He's a grown man. <laughs> and uh, we, me and him actually got on this conversation about dove. And, and he had mentioned, he said, you know, the one thing that he's noticed is that the amount of dove that they he has seen around their farm has dropped dramatically. Mm. And I said, well, what do you think yeah. and why do you think that is? And he said, you know, he goes, I don't know exactly. He goes, but he goes, if you go to some of these other farming operations that where they've got corn or whatever, and you see when they gather, he said, they leave more behind unintentionally than you could imagine. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And, he, and he said no, that he, he thinks that a lot of that, is because right. of the lack of quality farming practices that's harvesting some of the stuff, you know. So, I, and, well, I, and I don't know. I mean, that was one of his thoughts. No, all right. So, so I can just tell you this. I've been here in, in Florida all my life, in Jacksonville and mm-hmm. Matanzas and all this stuff. And, and uh, Kevin, you might, you and I may have bumped heads way back in the day, back surfing and all that crap. But 
I, I just have I noticed that um, when I first moved out to Mandarin back in the early 70s, from like kind of greater Jacksonville into Mandarin, um, we would have quail everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's no quail anymore. No, there's no I, quail I mean, anymore. there's no quail anymore. No. And I've noticed that there's no dove. I mean, I right. feed the cardinals and the little titmouses and all these other little birds. But right. I don't see any dove anymore. Mm. There's uh, a lot of things that you amazing. don't see anymore, Richard. I mean, uh, it, I know. You, 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 no, you, I know. Kirk, you remember when you used to drive by Guana Lake and there'd be rafts of coots? Yeah. And, 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 I mean, rafts, you well, know? And, when we moved, when we, Kevin, when we moved to Mandarin mm -hmm. back in the 70s on the point, Mandarin Point's where our house is, my mom and dad's house, there were coots everywhere and there right. was grass everywhere. Yep. And, and there were manatees out the wazoo. Mm -hmm. Guess what? None. Grass is the grass is gone. The coots are gone, and the manatees. Yeah, you don't see them anymore. Mm -hmm. So, so anyway, I just I was wondering if there's just uh, not through mismanagement, so to speak, but I just wondered that you know maybe there's a um, ecological thing that's going on. I don't maybe, know. You know, it's a well. I mean, look, you just, know, it's just, kind of funny. Just, just, just look, to think about look, just that. look around you. Yeah, it's, yeah you know, we're, we're I mean, growing Richard, out. Yeah. you've been here since the '70s. I mean. I, I listen. I was born on a hog. I was born 50, on a hog Kevin. farm off Collins Road. <laughs> okay, we had a two hundred acre hog farm on Collins Road. Yeah. I mean, yes, sir. I understand that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just, just that's that's amazing to me. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't yeah, even know what it looks like now. It's obviously houses, I, but I, I can remember before Favor Dykes was ever Favor Dykes. Exactly. I would, yeah. I would fish Pelissier before your family and the Dyke family got together and donated all that land mm -hmm. um I, my dad and i would fish that back in the day like you wouldn't believe right i might have been six or seven years old right pristine beautiful it just absolutely gorgeous yep that whole area but i'm I, it's it's kind of ironic to me that we don't see um you know, some days you could go out, it's funny, you could go out and shoot dove in an afternoon hunt, because mm -hmm. that's all you had, was an afternoon right. hunt. Right, yeah, you couldn't hunt till afternoon. And have, 50, and have 50 birds easy with two or three people. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. You don't, I, I would love to go, but I don't want to go travel to. <laughs> I know. I I, you know, I I get it. I think a lot of it, Richard, is it. human intrusion has pushed these animals yeah, out. Yeah, there's know. no doubt. I mean, when I, when I built my house in 1985, I think it's a dredging, Kirk. And uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that <laughs> too. All of it. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, it, it I mean, it, 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 wild animals don't like well, being around a lot of humans. Uh, it listen. It, damn, I mean, you don't get me started on this. All right, I mean, you know, people listen to our show. Jeff owns. A lot of acreage. I mean, I own a little bit in Georgia. Kirk leases a lot. I lease a lot. But, dude, the one thing that we do, Richard, people don't understand, is we take care of the animals. I know people you don't manage. don't believe. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I, I, manage, manage. I manage specifically yes. for quail, and I love doing it. Nice. And you can't believe how many nice. quail I have. I mean, and it's That's and nice. yeah, and do I take my dog out in January and February and March and and, and go quail, go quail hunting? Absolutely, and, yeah. But yeah. And I have quail. I mean, I have. I mean, no, the, the, the deer that we have now are unbelievable. Right. There were no deer on right. my property when I bought it. I'm telling you, it, they they shot everything off of there. But 
when you when you manage it in the correct way. That's right. You don't take that's everything off. No, of it. You, no. T- you take just that's a little bit good. and leave the rest. But, but Jeff, I I hate to know seriously between the three of us how much money we spend taking care of animals. Yeah. Uh, thousands of dollars. <laughs> yes, absolutely. wild animals that we don't so, so, that we so, don't harvest. Hey, Kevin. Yeah, yes. Kevin, I know your father. I know Ke- your father told you this for back in the day when we would. Mm-hmm. Down in Matanzas and all that whole area, when I would, you know, growing up down there, we would catch the crap out of trout, and you know, we would just, and the old man would tell me, "You got to save some for seed. Go ahead and throw that back." Right. So save some for seed meant that we're going to help nourish right. the future generations of that's, these that's fish. All. Richard, we could keep going on with this conversation. Thank you. I know. I got to yeah, go. Yeah, See yeah, you later. Yeah, Bye. Yeah. Thank you, Richard. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll come back. Bye, buddy. Top Gun, yep. Handy Randy, and uh, I know we're going to talk to Gerald from over in Steen Hatchie. Very cool. get an update from from over there in Steen Hatchie and you nine zero four six four one ten ten right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. the market for a Cadillac, only one place to go, Randy Marion Cadillac, located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. And also, now, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, they've got like 14 dealerships across the southeast. Wow. So, if you go in there and say, hey, I need this, this, and this, uh, they, they've got a lot of other dealerships that they can help you find the exact car or truck that you need for your use at Randy Marion Cadillac. Welcome back to the Nimnick Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Yep. And I know we need to go to the phone lines. Yeah, we're going to go to the phone lines, and um, let's bring up Gerald and Steen Hatchie and yes. Top Gun and Handy Randy Hang Tight because we have a, a special guest on, and, and Gerald Thompson, this is Junior, mm-hmm. okay, uh, lives in Steen Hatchie, stayed in Steen Hatchie for the arrival of that hurricane, and we've had a lot of questions of people asking how things are in Steen Hatchie, how is Steen Hatchie River Club, and well, let's uh, we'll, we'll go and we'll talk to Gerald himself. Yep. Morning, Gerald. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Morning, buddy. Yeah. Well, doing this morning? Uh, we're, we're doing good, and, and I remember talking to your dad, and he was telling me that you decided to stay in Steen Hatchie for the arrival of Idalia, and I went, what is he thinking? <laughs> well, uh, my, my father-in-law wasn't leaving. My wife, actually, she's a nurse, and they uh, uh, locked them in at the hospital for about 36 hours, so I wasn't leaving him here alone and probably won't make that mistake again. It was uh it was it was pretty spooky. Uh so where were you and what was it like? Uh we were I mean far enough away from the storm surge where it didn't really bother us, but we were in town. The wind there were some gusts some gusts big enough to or strong enough to bow the windows in the house and that was Oof. that's where it started getting a little bit spooky. Ugh. Crazy. But, yeah, there was uh, all the all the debris and trees down everywhere. There must have been multiple tornadoes that actually came through here because there was just trees down, destruction everywhere, and the and the water damage on the riverfront with the businesses and homes down there is just it's unreal to, yeah. to see what what water can do, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. No, no, and and right there at the very, I guess you could say, mouth of the Steenhatchee River is the Steenhatchee River Club. Yeah, right there. You have Roy's Steen Hatchie River Club and uh, a Crabby Daddy's bar across the street from it. And yeah, it was uh, it was 
roughly nine foot deep right there. Wow. wow. On the on the on the pavement it was roughly nine foot deep. Nine foot deep in the parking lot. Yeah, it was I mean it was up to the eaves at Royce and over the front door at Krabby Daddy's, which is the front door is three steps up off the off the pavement. Wow. Uh, Gerald, what what what's the situation with power? Uh power is as far as I know, or as far as from what I've seen, power's probably 95%. Nice. And, uh, we got ours back a few days ago. Uh, I didn't want any any excuses from the power company, so the wife and myself and neighbors, we got on the tractors and chainsaws and made sure the road was clear for when they came in. But uh, a lot of debris. Uh, all the businesses down here have came together uh, and kind of, Cooking free meals once they got half of, half of a kitchen set back up and trying to help people out the best they can and the little communities came together really good. I mean, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done and there's still a lot of people that are displaced and not just here. You have Horseshoe Beach and Perry. Yeah, Horseshoe Beach got hit really really hard. Keaton got hit really hard. Uh, and we're doing what we can to try to try to get donations or supplies to whoever needs it and. You know, what what is in, and we've had that question a lot about where where people can give right I mean, you know what is it Red Cross I mean what what, what? Uh, one of the uh, and I think I shared it on my 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 business page uh, husband for hire uh, one of the girls that is kind of spearheading some of the donations actually they have a link through United Way that's paid directly to a Steen Hatchie fund okay. okay United Way Steen Hatchie fund perfect. Yeah, um, she she reached out to them because we were trying to figure out how the best way to, to get uh, funds to be able to possibly buy materials for people's house just to help them get back on their feet. And uh, kind of the easiest, the best way to go through. Everybody knows the United Way. It knows it's a, it's a bigger company. And there's kind of no, no questions about with, with charity like that. Right, where their money's going. Yeah, where the money's going. And it says, from what she explained to me, that it's an, it's their marks specifically for Steenhatchy through the United Way. Yeah, that's that's a good deal. Man. I mean, is, are, yep, people, just, are people trying to get back to work? I mean, can they? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, uh, you, you have a big percentage of this town that, that rely on the restaurant uh, as far as work. Uh, and they, they're doing what they can. The restaurant is doing what they can to open up maybe a small portion of their back bar or, or, or food and to put some of their waitresses and bartenders back to work. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a lot of, a lot of the people, unfortunately don't have the means to leave town and they, they depend on the work right here. I mean, right. Well, just, I mean, to, just we've, to, I've, I've been really busy just trying to, trying to help out yet. Like I, I haven't been back to work in two weeks or since the storm. So right. just trying to help everybody out and go from there. Just, I mean, just generally, I mean, a lot of the guys just, they got totally wiped out, didn't they? I mean, just nothing. Oh yeah, the yeah. the riverfront uh, is that is really bad. Uh, Riverhaven Marina, they lost every bit of their dockage. Uh, it's all gone. They, I think they had probably thirty or forty slips. Wow, and it's gone. Mm. Uh, yeah, some of the video, Gerald, with uh, <clears throat> and I don't know exactly where these cameras were at, but I think one of them was like on a bridge, and it's showing these boats that are floating down sailboats and, and the docks are attached yeah, the docks were to attached. the boats. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, Oh my God. And so you sit there and you look at that and then go, you know, and of course the, the damage elsewhere and everywhere is, is massive. 
the cleanup yeah. of the water itself has got to be an undertaking that's just going to take maybe years. Yeah, it's. I, I tell you what, it it pushed a sludge onto onto shore and in people's yards and homes and the businesses. It's nothing. I've never seen anything like it. It's black. It almost looks like it was left over from the BT oil spill. I mean, it was. It black probably sludge. is. You're yeah. probably right. You know, I've, I've, I went to a lady's house and, and drug her yard out just so she could get into it with my tractor. And you get a half a box blade full of that stuff, and then the tractor full-wheel drive starts turning sideways and spinning. Wow. It was, wow. It, 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 I've never seen anything like it, but that was everywhere in, in, the, in the coastal areas and in the, in the homes. Mm. Unreal. Has anybody I, tested it to see what it is? I have no idea. The government's yeah. been here, so I'm sure they probably took care of that. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We all trust mm. them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know Kyle took us when when I went down to Fort Myers a couple of weeks ago to watch our granddaughter play soccer. My son, we stayed with him in Fort Myers for a couple of days, and he took us over to the beach, and I was I was in awe at how much destruction had taken place down there, Still, and how and much that was lack. Two years ago? No, it was last November. Last November. It's been a year. Oh, a year ago. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And you're talking 15, 20 story high rise condos empty yeah like dozens yeah. of them empty because mm -hmm. yeah. they haven't been able to fix them yet mm. how are yeah, the roads uh but like the infrastructure over there i mean roads bridges everything okay everything seems okay right now uh the main road in seen happy has always been kind of messed up but it's uh i think it washed out a little bit some some more potholes in that. Uh, as far as I know, they said that the bridge had some structural damage, but they had. I guess it's not bad enough for them to actually shut it down. That's yeah. good. Uh, so, uh, you know, everything trying to get back to normal, but there's there's still a a, a ton of work to do. A lot of work uh, to do. I was at a at a house uh, yesterday helping somebody out, and you know they had, you know, they're as a crow flies probably a half mile off the water, and they had six feet of water in their house. Gosh, wow. that's awful. Yeah, and for yeah. for people that don't know and have never been over to Steenhatchee, there's not a lot of elevation no. change. I mean that that whole area and yeah, that whole part of the coast of Florida is right. very low. Yeah, yeah. We're probably we're our houses. We're on the Steenhatchee River, but we're up up the river probably from the mouth about four miles maybe. Right. And uh, you know we're at I think underneath the house it's it's like five feet elevation. It's it's, it's nothing. So you're you're uh, five miles from the mouth, and your house is still on stilts, five feet above ground. Our house is uh, finished floor elevation of our house is about nine feet above ground. Nine uh, feet above ground. Just give people an idea because yeah. people, you know, don't understand that that is a lower lying area, and, and so people are building the homes up off the ground right. because, like what happened here. Right. I mean, it's you get a, a surge mm -hmm. there, and that surge will carry a long way inland. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, the surge doesn't affect us too much up this far. Uh, we we had probably two foot of water underneath the house, but what affects us so far up, up the river this far is uh, normally the Swanee and the rain north of us. Mm -hmm. uh, three years ago when we flooded, we had six feet of water underneath the house, and it was nothing but rain from north of us. Good and, gosh. And, and the Swanee feeding back down in the St. Hatcher. Right. Unreal. And it, and it mm. came up from when it crested the bank, it was up six feet in a couple hours. It was Wow. Crazy. crazy. Thank God the thing didn't rain a whole hell of a lot, you know? 
No, you know what? It, I think it was moving so fast. Right. That, I mean, there was really not a whole lot of rain in that storm, at least that I saw. But it was it was moving really, really quick. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's well, a lot. Thank too. goodness. We're, we're, we're glad you're all right. Yeah. And, uh, man, you just um, let us know anything the outdoor yeah. show can do. And, uh, yeah, and thank you for taking the time yes, this morning absolutely. to kind of explain uh, yeah. what your eyes and, and heart have been seeing and seen Hatchie. Yeah. Anytime, guys. All right, buddy. Yeah, good morning. All right, thank you, good luck, brother. All right, uh, let's uh, go talk to Handy Randy on the other side. We'll we'll save Top Gun. Morning, Handy Randy. Good morning, guys. Morning, morning, morning buddy. Yeah, they got tore up over there. Let me tell you something. The Department of Transportation, Florida, has set up work camps over that way, maybe closer to Perry, a little north of where mm-hmm. the gentleman was talking about. They've had three hundred people. Since the storm, working these trees, like 10,000 trees now or something, it's a, you wouldn't believe the mess they've had over there. But there's crews from all over different districts in Florida that have come up to help out and dump trucks. And I mean, they have, have to have sites to take all this stuff to. So it's been a, a big endeavor, but they're feeding them there. They're, they're lodging them there. Laundry, I mean, once they go there, they can stay. It's like a bunch of trailers set up, like a work camp. Good. So these guys are amazing. But what I want to tell you about was we got a lot of new people, and I think about them a lot of times when I when I hear your show and you were talking about surfing earlier. Mm-hmm. If if you're new here and you want to just grab a boogie board and go catch some surf, <laughs> be careful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do not use an off-the-shelf leash on a boogie board, one of the light ones. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example, but I've been out off past the end of the pier before and lose a leash out there and, and you're swimming of course on the boogie board you got fins on so no big deal but um i, I changed all my leashes one time when i lost my board like that but give you an example i was at ramada one time surfing and this was just like four foot ground pounders ground swells you know and i went to take a wave and i've I seen it was a little late so i bailed out well the wave got my board and it was a mori boogie regular mori mm-hmm. boogie board it was about to stretch my arm off Mm-hmm. So when it popped up, I brought my board back to me, and the leash had cut through the board because the pocket's down where right. the leash mounts. Oh, yeah. Probably six or eight inches. Yep. It cut entirely through the board all the way back to the pocket. Right. <laughs> right. And, 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 and one other thing, just because you're bringing up safety, um, it, 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 this is the mullet run, okay? There are plenty of predators on the beach. Mm-hmm. So if you see a giant mullet school – do not go swimming into it. Yeah, or paddle into it with your surfboard. Yeah. yeah. So I, I yeah, you know, it's 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 crazy it, what it, people do. Exactly, and it's best. And I know the locals know this, but mm-hmm. once the wind switches west, get offshore. It's going to drop the size, but that's the time to go. Not when you got your nor'easter coming uh, in. That's this right. One that's, that's right. This one that's coming in in now. I mean, this is a bad dude out there. I mean, this I awful. remember one years ago we called it Big Wednesday out there. at uh ramada you know right yep. through there jack's beach area and it was glory i believe and it was like eight foot swells <laughs> and an eight foot swell an actual eight foot wave the thickness of that wave is more like 12 foot yep. so it's a monster i mean you're lucky to go out and catch two or three of them unless you're just in immaculate condition and uh but just be safe and yep. if uh if you got kids out there watch that undertow don't let them go out playing yeah, in the gonna be bad. game right now Here, gonna here's be bad. something else i wanted to ask Kirk, you about, Kevin, you as well, since you're a surfer. I see guys going out there that surf that don't have a leash. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of people don't don't surf with a leash. Why? Well, some people are are good swimmers and they've spent a long time doing it. I mean, you sometimes you, you really don't have to have a leash. You know, I mean, the, the reason that you that, that you're probably upset about it is because it can the board can go in and hit somebody. Yeah, you know. No, I'm, you know, I'm thinking no, like for I mean, safety. Well, there's there's really not a lot of there's not a lot of no. safety to it. No, okay. You know, when no. we first right. started surfing, we, we didn't, didn't have, have leashes. leashes. No, okay. Yeah, well, no leashes. Mm-mm. All right. And yeah. we thought for a while there I mean, we're not going to put one for, on, but then you know you start using them. Ninety percent of the time, once you get good, you very seldom need a leash. Okay. You, know, you don't you lose kick, your board that you, much. You kick out. You know, that's right. Yeah. You hang on to it. Yeah, you hang on to it. And you, okay. Yeah. All right. That's why, yeah, I, that's why you, I was asking. If you get tumbled by a big swell offshore, like what's coming through, fixing yeah. to be coming through in a couple of days, what I was talking about, you look up and you see a five wave set and you're not even close to the break of it. You're fixing to get eat. Yeah. And <laughs> you're going to get munched. You know, we've actually been, my buddy and I used to surf. We were at the poles one time surfing and we kept thinking we could make it to the outside break. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just too busy to get out there. Well, all of a sudden, it laid down, and we looked at each other and said, let's go. We started going, man. We got out there about halfway and looked up, and there was about a five-wave set coming in. And we just I said, take a deep breath. Yep, exactly. And when it, let, when it let us go, we literally could stand up knee-deep on the shore. I mean, it rolled <laughs> us all the way in. So that's yep. the ones you got to watch, because if you're not kind of used to this stuff, you can get – get dead pretty quick doing this stuff yeah that's right all right well randy we got to take a break we thank do, you buddy. man good to hear from you again all right thank you guys and uh, right. top gun papa g we'll get you on the other side after we do a ring power cat tip of the week right here on the nimnik chevrolet outdoor so outdoor show brought to you by duck duck rooter welcome back to the nimnik chevrolet outdoor show it's time now for the ring power cat tip of the week Ring Power and the Cat Rental Store has the most dependable, youngest fleet in the industry, so you can keep your job site and your bottom line productive. Go to ringpower.com to learn more. By the way, I was running a Ring Power 287B skid steer this past weekend. That was a lot of fun. Do you like the B or the C better? Um, I think they're all good. (laughs) <laughs> not that Ooh. i've been on a bunch of different ones right right right, right. I, I don't even know if there is a c i, I just i don't know if there so, is either so, so I, I, I learned 20 221 whatever it takes I, I learned something new this week and and in as many years look I, as far as i know the first two people that started using trolling motors and salt water around here was myself and larry minyard larry mm-hmm. minyard okay and and there was no salt water trolling motors mm-hmm. it was fresh water and 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 i bought it at walmart and every six months, I'd take it back completely rusted out. I was broke, but I saw so I'd take it back under warranty, you know, get a new one, right? Huh. So, so I've been around trolling motors. And they would take it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, for, and, and, and by the way, if you remember on the old Archercraft, I had that, that big rust stain up front yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, trolling motor. So I've been around trolling motors a long time. On Wednesday, fished with Travis and Doug, my buddies, and set the trolling motor over in Kirkle. You know, this is your nightmare as a charter captain. Trolling motor on on my remote control wouldn't go left or right and would not spot lock. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that it would do, Jeff, is speed, but I couldn't control the trolling motor. Mm-hmm. I literally went up on the bow. I said, "You guys can fish." I grabbed it with two hands and controlled the trolling motor <laughs> with two hands. That sounds fun. No, it was it sucked. <laughs> I, and 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 I'm frustrated. 
you know, I'm, I'm like, this is really stupid. Mm-hmm. Tide quit. We didn't get. We, we, I, I take that back. Uh, Travis caught a Goliath grouper, which was really cool. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Neat. Yeah, pretty fish. Yeah, beautiful. beautiful that's the fish. second one that's been caught in shore. Dylan caught the one in the yak, right? Wasn't it? No, no, no. That, that was, was, gag. was a gag. This okay. was a, this so was gag a, and a this, Goliath. This is yeah. Goliath. Uh, anyway, and uh, so ran to beach, came back in, and I'm like, you know what? It's nine o'clock. I'm, I'm, I'm mentally, I'm, I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm, my trolling motor's not working. What are you going to do? You know, maybe go, tar, the, the, the mullet run was was kind of kind of good, but throw the anyway, anchor. I saw our good buddy Captain Leon Dana. He was tarpon fishing, and and we kind of met in, in the middle. And, and uh, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, man, it's been dead. And I said, yeah. I said, I, I said, I think I'm just going to call it a day. I said, my trolling motor's not working. He's like, well, what's going on? You know, and I told him, and he said, did you unplug it? I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, unplug it and it'll reset. Like unplug the trolling motor from... Your power. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It does make sense, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, when your computer gets slow, you... Try anything. Right, try anything. Yeah, it's like, like like your laptop or right. your phone so, starts acting funny. So, you so, power it down, repower So I did it, uh-huh. and it worked. Oh. And I'm like, wow. But here's where it gets better. What was the bill for Leon on that? Um, a, a 27 inch red. Okay. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that later. So, um, Leon then asked me, he said, do you unplug your trolling motor when you charge it? And I'm like, no. And he you goes, don't, you should always do that. Why? Be- because you have, even though you may end up having your breaker switch off, you get what is a lot of what they call like leakage charge that comes in and okay. it corrodes the connections. No, 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 no. That has nothing to do with it. These new motors continue, the GPS continues to search. And that's where the motherboard gets burned up all the time. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, And I'm like, really? And then I called Chip and Chip's like, yeah, you got to, you got to either, you know, flip the breaker off or or, or unplug it when Hmm. you're, and I was like, I'll be damned. Exactly. I didn't. You ever heard that? I have not heard that. Well, I'm telling you folks. Better start doing it. Is it in the it. manual? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is it in the yeah. manual? Like manual you, you didn't that. read? Yeah. The manual that we didn't yeah. read? Yeah. That's right. I guarantee you the half people out there are going, I've never unplugged my trolling motor. Right. But I'm, if it, it, and, and by the way, these motherboards will burn up pretty easily. And I, I guess that's one of the main reasons. So whenever you charge your these new trolling motors with GPS, <laughs> unplug it or turn the breaker off. And then, if you have a problem and and you're you know having a problem with it when you're out there, do I reset it, unplug it, plug it back in, and control the motor work fine. So there's your awesome. power tip of the week. Uh, by the way, going back to our LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week, we were asking people what broadheads you mm-hmm. like. Uh, folks, you can chime in on our Facebook, Instagram page. Uh, Joe likes the Ramcat hundred grain. Mm-hmm. Jay likes G5. The G5s are very popular. Yep. Daryl likes the Thunderheads, three yep. blade, 100 Th- grain. Th- Thunderheads are very popular. Adam likes the Grim Reaper, 100 okay. grain, mm-hmm. whitetail specials. Yep. That's what that's what uh, Rick Stinson said. Okay. So uh, check it out, folks. All right. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. I think Top Gun's been holding for quite some time. <laughs> Well, we apologize, Top Gun, but uh, here, here's what I got to say the, about that. I'm using yeah. my Forrest Gump line. Mm-hmm. Here's what I—that's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Since you've been on hold for a really long time, and we apologize for that, but you've had pl- 
plenty of time to make sure that your joke is really good today. Well, the only problem about that is I forgot what it was. <laughs> Been that long, huh? I'm yeah. listening to the show, <laughs> and the, I'm like... Got the bad case of going on? I'm like, is nobody calling the show today or what? I'm glad to hear that y'all had a glitch in the system because you boys were doing some yakking. Yeah, we forgot to unplug the motor. Yeah. I'm surprised that Billy the Kid... I'm surprised that Billy the Kid... Didn't when you came back from one of the breaks, didn't play that song Crimson and Clover because y'all talked about oh, planting clover for an hour. I'm like, what the what? Well, hey, hey, look, this this time of year, there's a lot for us to talk about. That's what it is. Yes, sir. It's like watching paint dry, isn't it? Yeah. Um, hey, love, you excited? I'm Tomorrow, ab- absolutely excited. Absolutely. The Jags better win this game or I'm going down there. What? Yeah, I'll be upset if they don't win this game. Yeah. You know, they they play the game for a reason, but I'm pretty com- I'm pretty confident, Top Gun. Well, I I'm hope pretty they confident win. in this I hope team. They win. Yeah. Hey, hey, um, did you boys I know you did happen to see that? Gator that those guys killed in Mississippi. Wow, yeah, I saw that. It was wow. Like, it was that di- thing dinosaur. was incredible. Mm-hmm. The head on that thing looked like prehistoric. Heed. Yeah, it was a dinosaur. I said, heed. I bet he's a heed. Heed. It's a virtual planetoid. Okay, the heat on the thing was awful. Lots. Yeah. It was so big on <laughs> but Lottie went on the way it was living on in the sore somewhere. <laughs> oh, Kevin, that was dynamite. It wow. was. <laughs> hey, hey uh, Captain Kirk, have you got your old surfboard out and waxed up? Nah, I, I can't do that no. anymore. My neck is. Come on. Come on. Yeah, you, you, you know what? I, I think we, about we it. We will do this, Top Gun. Captain Kirk and I, and y'all can video it. One day when the waves are decent, not big. We will go out and try to surf one day on our longboard. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still you got a longboard. I'd like to have it's a video camera wait. and you two slaps out there. I still got a. Right yeah, now. I was. I was probably a butt it's thirty. Pro- it's probably not going to be a pretty <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? can you you guys think you could do it still? Oh yeah, uh, I could. Do I could it. do a longboard. I could do it. I'd buy it, tickets to that. Yeah. It's not going to be pretty. No, it wouldn't be pretty. But it'd be fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd try it. I right. can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Yeah, it'd be some busting behind. That's what it'd be. Yeah. I can tell you this. Right. Oh, there you go. Top ate it. The splash that I used to make when 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 I ate it, the splash would be much bigger when I eat it now. Like, <laughs> cannonballs. Yeah. Belly flops. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh. So anyway, here's one for the Utes. This Utes. is for the Utes. What is um, a Ute? Who? Boys came out Utes. of the sack of suds. Utes. <laughs> um, Two Utes. This, uh, this preacher's wife okay. uh, thinks he's getting not, not getting enough exercise, so she buys him a brand new bicycle. Mm. Is she he blonde? Out, <laughs> Stop. No. He goes out Thank and rides God. it a couple of times, and he he really doesn't like it. It gets he gets sore, and he just you know he he doesn't like it. So. One day he takes it out and he's just riding through the neighborhood and he 
passes this freshly mowed yard, and there's a kid sitting in the driveway with a lawnmower. So uh, he stops, and he says, that that yard looks good. He says, uh, I like that mower. And the kid says, uh, I like that bicycle you got. And preacher says, well, it's not all that. You know, I don't really care for it that much. And the kid says, well, I'm starting a job in the city in two weeks, and I'm not going to need this mower anymore. You want to swap? And the preacher says, yeah, sure. So he takes the mower and pushes it down the street and up into his garage. Well, a few days goes by, and he decides to mow the yard. So he pulls out the mower, and he's out there pulling and pulling and pulling on the cord, and it won't crank. So about that time, here comes the kid riding by on the bicycle, and he says, hey, kid, he said, this this mower won't crank. And the kid said, uh, did you cuss it? You got to cuss it a few times. And the preacher said, well, I, I don't cuss. I'm a, a preacher. He says, in fact, I haven't cussed in so long. I don't think I remember how. The kid says, keep pulling on that cord. It'll come back to you. <laughs> baby! <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's good. And by, and by that's the good. way, that's true. That's good. It is that, very that, true. That, that'll yeah. make you cuss. Oh my gosh! I, was, yeah. I, I had a chainsaw just oh, last the week. Chainsaw. Oh, that steel was driving me. Chad goes, "Let me have that." Couldn't thing. get it going. Chad uh. fiddled with it for five minutes, and I look over there, ring, 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 ring. And I'm like, yeah. "How did you do that?" And he goes, "Man, it's a carburetor. Mm. Carburetor." I'm like, "I was ready to throw that thing in the garbage." Pressure washers, pressure washers are notorious for yes, because you don't use pressure them very washers. Yes, absolutely you know? the worst. You know, b- blowers. I mean, yeah. The problem with the gasoline, it's got that water in it. If it sits in there for, it, I'll, I'll tell you it'll what, it'll ruin I'll, a piece I'll stay of bill. Listen, yep. That Milwaukee electric chainsaw that I have, that thing's money. Money is awesome. Electric, yeah, or battery power. Battery power. Yeah. I've got one too. It's that awesome. pole saw. It, that we had over yeah. at Fargo the uh, yeah, other day. Yeah, yeah, Roger. Roger last week brought his twelve foot pole saw, mm-hmm. battery powered. Yep. Sweet. Uh, no, it's it, it's it's, it's it's a green it's 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 a green color. So ego. I, I, yeah, it might be an ego. Ego. But that Milwaukee chainsaw. Oh, it's money. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I I bought the Milwaukee. Um, what is it? Uh, impact wrench. Yep. Or oh, impact uh, driver. I have that too. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy. BA, I'm going to buy the 16 inch chainsaw. And then I can use the battery for both. Mm-hmm. Money, <laughs> money. Oh, it is. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So really, really that, nice. That that that, that stand. But I can tell you this: uh-huh. it ain't competing with the big chainsaw. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's well, not. That's but not what for it's all for. the you know, carrying around for little stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. for branches and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. for for something six yeah. inches or less. Yeah. I mean, See, yeah. I got me this tree. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna cut that big old thing down. All right, take it down. Let's take stump. a break. <laughs> let's take a break. We come back. We got Charles and Papa G, and uh, we got somebody dialing in here. Uh, we'll squeeze everybody in that we can. We shouldn't have a problem getting everybody in. No. And uh, and don't forget, you're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. So pretty exciting that uh, next weekend which is going to be September 15th, mm-hmm. 16th and 17th they're having the grand opening at the Hagen Ace Hardware in Callahan. You know, we know that they had the the opening. Well, this is like the official grand oh, opening. Okay. I mean, this is the big deal. Okay. 
So you can actually enter the store to win some amazing prizes, okay, when you get there. They have a package uh, that's Yukon Outfitters, which is a hard cooler, a, a hammock, and an, uh, a soft-sided cooler. That's $500, basically. Yeah. So you could win that. You could win a muddy 12-foot quad pod a deer stand. That's which a good is one. like nice. a tripod. Yeah, that's okay, a that's a 699 value. Yeah. Six hundred dollars. I've got some money. Nearly seven hundred dollars. That's a real good they one. They got a coastal package valued at five hundred dollars. They got a Hollywood package valued at valued at six hundred and fifty. An ego package, which has a misting fan and blower package at five hundred and twenty dollars. They have a green egg package at thirteen hundred dollars. A Traeger package at over fourteen hundred dollars. Mm. A five hundred dollar garden and all you center do package. Is show up, put your name you in. You just the go there and, and register. Wow, we, and and can the we grand, do that? and the, the big Mac Daddy, mm. an old town kayak. Get out of here. Valued at over thirty two hundred. Mm. And all you got to do is go during the grand opening, which is again September fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth, and register. But then while you're there, some of the deals that they have going on, they've got ammo. I mean, ammo galore on sale. Okay, nice. fishing rods. They got hot deals on all of that, and uh, it's pretty incredible. Uh, Kirk, here, here's the, the ammo. Okay, this is something everybody's going to like. Oh, yeah. They're going to have. Now, again, this is only during the sale. Okay, Winchester Super X 12-gauge number eights. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay? Yep. Nice. That's Dove City, yes, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, number it is. eights. Yeah. Okay, you can buy a case for $89.99. Oh. Cases. T- Ten boxes. Ten boxes. Okay. Okay. That's okay. a good deal. That's a deal. Yeah. That's a good deal. All right. So uh, so check it out. At uh, Again, that's the 14th, 15th. Did I say that? 14th, 15th? I want to make sure I get the dates right. Yeah. 15th, 16th, and 17th, only at Hagen Ace of Callahan. So check it out. All right. Let's go talk to Charles. He's got a gun question. Morning, Charles. Hey. Good morning, fellas. Morning, morning buddy. Hey, I had uh, two quick gun questions. The first one is uh, was just a quick story. I back in '98, I moved out to L.A. Uh, to for the love of a woman, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Lower Alabama. Oh boy, Lower Alabama. No, uh, uh, California. Uh, oh, sorry to hear oh that. dear. Uh, oh. I met her back on the old chat rooms back at eight. Oh, oh this story's dear. Better. I know. Oh, Let's. Boy. Yeah. Hey, forget oh, the gun stuff. Hey, I gotta, I've always wanted to ask this Uh-oh, question. Here we go. Okay. okay. Was what was explained to you actually the case? Well, here's the deal. We met, and she came to Jacksonville first on okay. a visit. Then I went out to L.A. on a visit, and we you know, got to liking each other. And she had a good job. She worked at Warner Brothers as a producer Ooh. for a cartoon called Pinky and the Brain. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Look at that. That's cool. I know Pinky Brain. Yeah, she didn't do any false advertising on this no, chat stuff. No, no, no. Okay? All right, that's cool. But the thing is, <laughs> for my birthday, she, she came home one day with a long blue box, you know, when it said Winchester. Ooh. On. Nice. Ooh. And I said, honey, you shouldn't have. She knew I was a sportsman and everything. It was a scarf. And and that's how sweet (laughs) this woman was. Mm. And uh, so I open the box and I pull out the 3030 and it's this uh, rifleman model Uh with the big lever action and a long, I think it was a 26 inch barrel on it. Nice. And I said, oh, gee, honey. That'll make you move to L.A. 
right? Uh, yeah, nope. I said this nope. is nope. kind of <laughs> kind of long uh, for for you know Osceola National Forest, you know, because you got that big ass oh big old lever on it uh-huh. and uh, and the long barrel. So we took it. I said, let me trade it in for a shorter model. So we went to the gun store. Turned out to be the same gun store in North Hollywood that was uh, helping the officers and uh, giving out, uh, AR, lending out AR-15s when they had that big bank robbery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got me the, uh, you know, I got me the regular 1894. And uh, you know, the other question I have is: back then, I've always I, I planned on going hog hunting with my handgun, which I had a. a I've got a model 629 classic hunter, you know, mm-hmm. with the unfluted um, cylinder on it mm-hmm. and the full underlug, it's sweet. But uh, I, back then I bought a, a box of, uh, of uh, 240 grain black talons for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was wondering when I get that hog hunt out there in Columbia County that I'm planning on, I was wondering about the sights for it. I'm I'm wavering between a regular, you know, like a loophole uh, handgun uh, scope, or I'm thinking about, uh, you know, going with an aim point. So here in the Florida area for hog hunting, I'm thinking, are the are the black talons and 240 grain okay? I've got some Barnes X uh, 300 grains. Is that too big for the local hogs? And uh, you know what Jeff well, always says: "Dead's dead." Yeah, <laughs> whichever one you can shoot more <laughs> accurately right. is better. Well, the accurate part is what I wanted to ask you about. Uh, yeah. Would I be better off going with the um, with the aim point or maybe the the scope? Uh, that's a bolt. great question. How far are you shooting? I'm going to ask you right now. I mean, cause uh, I pistol. guess between uh, 50 to 50, 75 yards. Maybe. You need yeah, to pull the rifle out. Uh, here, here, here's the thing I will tell you about pistol scopes. Okay. And, yep. and hog hunting is that your quick acquisition is everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of red dots with no magnification or anything like that. Right. Uh, so I, I, you know, take your pick, but I will tell oh. you, here's what I recommend. Yeah. Dead serious. Uh, Victor at Wild West Guns and Gold, man, those guys, they deal with that question and those questions all the time. And in fact, uh, we just picked up, my grandfather picked up two uh, uh, CZ American 457s for the granddaughters yesterday. It was their birthday gifts at 13. Mm-hmm. And and I had some of the same questions about, you know, optics for the 22, and they, they answered it. And those guys there at the gun shop, they're awesome, man. So I would I would ask those guys because I would probably be speaking out of turn because I don't know enough about pistol scopes to be able to tell you what's here nor there. So, but I would ask those guys because that's what they deal with every day. Okay, but so how's the how's the guided hunt uh, the guided uh, uh, hog hunting uh, scene there uh, in Columbia County? Is it uh, is it pretty easy to hook up with an outfit to have them take you out? Uh, yeah. There, by, by the way, there's a um, there's one out of Placa called God's Country. Mm-hmm. Um, God's people country. Have raved that's about all. Them, that's yeah. all they do is hog hunt. Yeah, they people have raved about them. Yeah, yeah. Because see, I'm not really into venison. That's why I'm no, that's fine. on the hogs. Yeah, they know? they they don't do any deer. That's what they do is is, is hog hunts. So. All right, Charles. Thank Bye, you, brother. Buddy. Thanks, buddy. Okay, guys, take it easy. All right, uh, let's go talk to Papa G. I know he's been hanging on forever. Morning, Papa G. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? Good, buddy. Good. Good. Yeah, I had to I had to follow up uh, Top Gun there, but that's okay. Yeah. 
I got a great joke, but I'm going to save that for the Christmas show. Okay, okay, that'd be good. That'd be that'd be real good, wouldn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, listen, man, I got a couple of 3030s. I passed one on to my son. It's an old model 94 Winchester yep. that my, my son has now. But I've got one that is a Coupe de Gras, man. I've got an 18 model 1886 that my great-great-granddaddy left to, it just passed on down the line. I don't even know what kind of ammo it takes, but uh, I'm sure that thing's worth a lot of money. Mm. It's an 1888. 1886, it's a Winchester. Lever action. Lever action, yep. Yeah, and if you're you're trying to figure out values, again, I'm going to prefer you as well to Wild West Guns and Gold, Victor Mm -hmm. and his guys there. I mean, it's... Well, uh, I'm not not willing to sell it right now. I know it's been a family uh, heirloom for years and years and years. But, uh, hey, the reason I called is y'all were talking about quail and uh, dove. Mm -hmm. Well... What about White Oak Plantation up there in Yulee? For years, I mean, back in the day, I used to go up to White Oak and hunt up there, and the quail were just unbelievable. I know they got uh, uh, hunts that you can do for the quail and stuff like that, but uh, are they still are they still open? White White Oak is still in business, but I don't know how they operate as far as are they open to the public or how that works. Yeah. Dave Edwards works. For White Oak Plantation. Right. Yeah, I don't think they're open to the public. No, I don't think they're open to the public either. No. They may not be. I know I got Christmas gifts every year because I manage a roofing supply company here in Jacksonville, and I get a couple of dozen quail every year from those guys. So uh, I don't know if they're open anymore, but, uh, man, they were some some tasty quail. Yeah. I don't know. All right, guys. All right, buddy. All right, thank you, Papa Papa G. G. All right, let's go uh, talk to a great American got his own music outdoor show hall of famer uh-huh. mr lester how you doing morning lester morning 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 fellas you know lester i was uh i was thinking about you last weekend as florida state was beating up on lsu yeah son that was some good stuff wasn't it <laughs> They look I'm good. talking about manhandling, buddy. I don't know who's a bigger Florida State fan. Is it is it you, Lester, or is it Valerie Gordon? I'm, Valerie I'm Gordon is Val Groom, oh, yeah, Gordon's wife. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> she she's up there too, man. I I love my nose, that's for sure, man. I I uh, I go way back to thirty six dollars a year uh, season tickets end zone. Mm. Did you guys watch that game? Oh, yeah. I didn't watch it. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't watch oh, it. I mean, it was a great game. And, and, and by the way, I, I have been looking forward to that game for five months. Seriously, yeah. that was the game of the weekend. Yeah, man. it, it was, was. Man, let me tell you. They look really good. Yeah, when you, you know, Jeff knows this, and from, you know, he's a pro, and, and we do as just fans. Uh, when you see it, when a team goes in at halftime, that's good coaching when they come out and, and they, Everything's changed, and they just, you know, got you figured out. But right. so, the so Knowles I, absolutely yeah. dominated I, I, both lines. I got, I got, I got to ask you this, Lester, being what? being an FSU guy, the game, uh-huh. the game of today, the game today that I'm looking more forward to watching is Colorado Nebraska. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Hey, man. Hey, that I, game the other night was yeah, good. Wasn't it was it? one of the best football games. Man, and they whooped it, up it, on it, them and boys. Dion is awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He he's kind of got a little sour. Yeah, taste he does. That, which, which, which is which is great. Well, yeah. but you know, he did a big flip on that team, and everybody was down on him about uh, doing yeah. it. 
You know, a lot yeah. of guys lost. Well, it's a little easier to do it nowadays with uh, with we'll the transfer, transfer portal. Transfer, yeah, I mean, absolutely. back in the day, you'd have no chance no, doing that. No, that's right. not. he took advantage of it and it paid off. Well, yeah. so, so did FSU. That's how yeah. they sure. built their team. Which is, which, yeah. you know what? That's part of the rules. Yeah. It's a great football game. I, I watched every I, minute I'm, of it. I'll never forget, man, being in the end zone when he uh, when he named when he come out was called me prime time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in the north end zone and. Uh, I'd have a knocker pulled up in a limousine and ESPN <laughs> and that was right when ESPN was new and he gets out then and he's got that uh wet Jerry Curl uh <laughs> greased up hair, man. He goes, Call me prime time, man, and everybody just freaking out. And it was crazy. And he had gold all around stick. <laughs> oh, he was a trip, man. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's still, still a trip. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yes, he is. I, I I just loved it. I just thought that it brought so much life to college football, and it was fun, man. It was a good. It was a fun weekend it of was, football. It was. It was. It's going to be great today. I I uh, I tell Ke- uh, Kevin, you know where I've been working uh, right there yeah. past the gate station. Uh, I guess what we wait on that wind change to get. Before they start heading south, you know, because you know, I'm not it, seeing any mullet, sir. It's it's interesting that you say that because let's just take Tuesday and Wednesday for example. The inlet Jeff was like what you out, out of a magazine, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. Right. You know, four or five tarpon in the air. You know, redfish on the rocks, big flounder, jacks, and but I did run down the ocean, run down the beach because it was pretty mm-hmm. all week. Uh-huh. Just to you know, just oh, to maybe beautiful. get away and. And, and and find a big old pot of mullet coming down to nothing. I didn't see any. There's nothing. Me and you talked yeah. earlier in the yeah. week, and I, I told you I said you know, I haven't really looked earlier in the week. Right. Well, then like yeah. Wednesday I started looking, and I didn't see it. No, there's nothing. There's Wednesday, not. Thursday, Friday. Wednesday, you could have walked on them at Mayport. I yeah. mean, millions in of the mullet. ocean. Yep. But not in the ocean, though, right? In the ocean, I threw the net twice. Oh, really? And, and I loaded the live well. Huh. Well, Jeff is before me, you know, Jeff yeah. right there, and then I'm south of that, and Jeff ain't seen any. Either. I mean, every day the ocean's been like glass, and, you know, I'm looking all in the waves, you know, when they turn off, you know, from yeah. out 20 feet all the way in, and I have not seen a finger a mullet yet. No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so interesting. Um, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Yep, so. All right, Lester, we're going to take a break. I heard you mention something about, Kevin, I heard you mention something, though, about uh, you look for a certain turn and, and they'll start heading south. And you said, I don't know why. You said that the other day. I said a, a certain a certain turn? Yeah, you said uh, type of weather. And you, you said, and, and you said, I don't know why, but they'll just come out in us and they'll start heading south. Well, it's it, most of the time it's nor'easter. Yeah. You know? That's right. Yeah. 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 Hello, Lester. Yeah. Hello, Lester. All right, buddy. We got to yeah. run. Appreciate right, it. I'll, man, call, I'll call you later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do that. All right. Uh, see you. See you. All right. Uh, when we come back, uh, we have a little tournament to talk about, a little triple challenge tournament. And also, we're going to do a weather and tides right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Reuter. Fitting. song. Okay, so yes. what? It's like a surfer song. Well, who's the artist? Bruce Springsteen. Nope. No. Bruce Springsteen. Me- Mellencamp, right? Yes. 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 Where's Mellencamp from? Indiana. Indiana. Oh. Uh. 
Where the Jags at tomorrow? Oh, Indiana. Uh, well, Indiana. Yeah, Chris Indianapolis. Nah, yeah, you sure. didn't think That's, that through. That yeah, big, right. big game tomorrow. Come Looking on. forward to yes. it. And uh, can't awesome. wait. Uh, kickoff is 1 o'clock. Football's back. And, uh, you know, we're all going to be rooting on our football team. Yeah. Right. up for them. Can't wait. Uh, most excited I've been in years for this football team. Right. I think they're going to be really good. Well, well, I get the, for I'm you going, to say that. Yeah, you and you know that. me now. I know you. I'm not yeah. one to blow smoke. You're a doubter. I, I'm not a doubter. I'm a realist. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, the last number of years, you know, prior to last year, it was it was tough. Right? Yeah, it uh, was. You know, wasn't but, easy. Uh, I'm excited yeah. about it. So, you know, what do you think, Frank? We'll lose again today? Yep. Yeah. Okay, Jeff, let's go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> with uh, with uh, with number sixteen, man, you gotta you gotta you gotta yeah, hope. Well, it's I mean, cool. Big time. Yeah. That's I'm going to watch the I War at I four tomorrow. Uh, what is that? University of South Florida plays at University of Central Florida. What tomorrow. time is that? That is a seven o'clock game tomorrow afternoon. So my seven o'clock is in evening. the evening. Kirk. Evening, yeah, yeah that would yeah. be evening. So yeah, where, where are you watching the Jags play at one o'clock? Uh, I'll be in the truck driving south, listening. All right, on tune the radio. in the radio. Yeah. There yeah. you go. All right, good deal. That's yeah, a way listening. to do it. All right, uh, let's uh, let's go to Trina. She's uh, there's a big event coming up at the early part of October, and let's talk to her about that. Morning, Trina. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing good. Thanks. Good morning. Good morning. We got we had a little uh, young life triple challenge coming up. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Trout, redfish, flounder, October seventh. The tournament's going to be at the Palms Fish Camp Restaurant. Where is um, the Palms Fish Camp Restaurant? Clapboard Creek. Clapboard. Okay. Clapboard Creek there on Hexer Drive. Yeah. Okay. What's uh? So this tournament, it's a uh, uh, how many species event? It's three species. Trout, redfish, and flounder. Okay, and then is there categories for each one, and then a category for the sum of the three? There, yes. So the the grand prize is the sum of the three. So okay. the heaviest weight of three fish, and three fish will always trump two fish, even if one of your fish is heavy enough to right. be heavier than. The, yeah, that's a so good three rule. Three fish will trump two fish. Two fish will trump one fish. I like that. Um, yeah, and the prize is a boat motor trailer, a Carolina Skiff. Nice. Uh, 162 JLS with a 60 horsepower motor on a magic tilt. Nice, and nice. That's um, by Atlantic Coast Marine. We and know then, hey, we uh, know those guys. Yeah, yeah you kind of know those guys. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So what, what's the uh, what's the entry fee to get in this uh, this year tournament? It's three hundred dollars. Okay. And the first fifty captains registered will get a free T-shirt. And they're going to have on Thursday, which would be the fifth. They're going to have a dinner raffle silent auction at ABBQ. And then Friday, Captain's Buckets and Numbers Pickup will be here at Atlantic Coast Marine. Okay. Nice. What uh, so, this, this tournament, what does it benefit? It benefits Young Life, specifically the Beaches chapter of Young Life, which is an organization to promote Christianity amongst our youth, mm-hmm. which it's, is something that's fallen out often years in the past few years. It's a, it's a great organization. Absolutely. Both my kids were involved in it, and we were involved in it too. Were it's, they? It's, yeah, that was a great organization. I don't know if we didn't have it out west, or if I if it just wasn't at my school, or I, I don't know. Yeah, but I I had not heard of it until I got involved with helping with this one. Now, very cool. How, so, how, how the uh, website? Uh, it is a weird kind of one. If you could post, if it's possible, just post the poster that I sent you. Yeah. Um. Because it, nobody's going to remember it. It's L Y L Triple Challenge 
Oh, goodness. Um, on, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll share yeah. it on our Facebook and Instagram. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so don't, yeah, don't, don't worry about saying it. Trina, I just watched yeah, their eyes glaze code. over. It was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's no, not one that we'll, remember, but yep. there's a QR code on there. And there's also going to be a ladies prize and a juniors prize mm-hmm. and a prize for the single largest redfish, flounder, and trout outside of the winning okay. um, prize, obviously. Any, any bonus categories, yeah. you know, like for... I don't know any other species or not. No. Toadfish yeah. or something. Yeah, ugly no, fish. No, we kind of kind of kept it simple um, this year. Last, they, they, this is the second one that they've done. Last year was done all online. Okay. So this is the first live one. So just in the interest of of having a clean tournament and keeping it simple and making sure that we run it well, we just kind of started started simple. Yeah. All right. Well, so, we're, we're we're excited to help. And uh, I absolutely, it. and I and I think it's going to be. Uh, it's, it's a great time of year to catch fish. I can tell you that. Oh yeah, for, for part of October. So much nicer yeah. than it's been the last couple months, huh? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. My goodness, we need just a a little reprieve. Looks like it's coming too. So I, yeah. I think we're going to have mm-hmm. some, some some pretty rather. Thanks, Trina. We appreciate it for sure. Thank you all. all right, I appreciate man. it. Yep. Yep. Bye. Have a great day. Yeah, I, I did looking at the weather, it, it, uh, and I know we need to do the weather and the tides, but we got to do a Kirby Co. Cooking Tip yes, of the we Week need to too. Do that. So I mean, we're like we're like way behind today, and it's like you know so typical. All right, let's do a Kirby Co. Builders <laughs> Cooking Tip of the Week, Kirby Co. Builders, and uh, and by the way, this recipe that we're getting ready to do this this is from my neighbor Miss mm-hmm. Jewel, okay, who is ninety three years old, and she's amazing. I mean, she's Absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. and got a chance to to visit them this past weekend a little bit. We brought dinner over for him, for her, mm-hmm. and for Mr. Emmett, who is ninety five. Right, wow. And bless their hearts, they're they're awesome people. Uh, Kirby Co. Builders, industry leader and proven provider, of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior finishing on both commercial and residential products. Uh, this is Miss Jules' potato salad. This is a famous recipe that's been around for a long time. And I'm not going to go into all the details because we've posted it up mm. on our Facebook page, but it's it's very simple. It's potatoes, eggs, onion, mayonnaise, salt, and pepper. Very simple. Mm-hmm. But the way that she cooks it, and the directions are very specific, the way she cooks it makes the potato salad and the potatoes themselves not to where they're so mushy. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's got a little firmness to al it. Al dente. Yeah, not al not. Super al dente, but firm. Yeah, just just uh, yeah. the the there's chunks of potato in yes. it. Yes, yes. And she doesn't whip it; she folds it. It's a little different. <laughs> so check it out. It's Miss Jules' unbelievably good potato salad. The recipe is up on our Facebook and our Instagram page, and that's your Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week. Great little side item to go with some wings on the grill or, or chicken or, on the or grill. Or a little half shell. Oh yeah, yeah, a little like redfish the, on the half show with turkey last night? breast. Yes, oh, nicely done. Golly, I ate so good last night. Nicely mm. done. All right, let's do a, a tides and a weather. Kirk, you get the tides, gotcha. and I'll do the weather. Essentially, uh, uh, want to do a weather as far as the inland report goes, just because yeah. we uh, a lot of people are worried about what's going to be happening with this storm. Um, we got a fifty percent chance of rain today and tomorrow. And then it starts to back off a little bit. Monday, Tuesday, 30%, 30%. Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, as far as weather goes, those are the days that if you're a – what do you call a surfer? Surfer. 
The Gr- a Grom? No, you call no. him a Grom? No, no, no. A Grom is, is a, Grom? a young surfer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but a, there's a nicknames for surfer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not like, what do you mean? No. I know what a surfer's called surfer. I mean, for, for sorry. God's sake. I'm sorry to. Like other nicknames, <laughs> guys. Not, there is no nicknames. There's no nicknames. There's no nicknames. We're yeah. pretty plain and simple. We're pretty stupid. No, there's nothing know? plain and simple about surfers. <laughs> well, that's, I'm telling you. It's just, okay. We're called surfers. Uh, Grom's a new guy that's just starting to surf. That's not okay, he's a good. new guy starting to surf. Yeah, right. Because the reason I asked that question was that, yeah. you know, you had Angie's, which used to have the Grom. Right, mm-hmm. and, and somebody said that that was a surfer term. I'm like, what it the heck does that mean? Yeah, it is. So is Grom a negative thing, or is it just a term? It's just a young like surfer a up term and coming. like rookie. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of like rookie. a rookie. So then why would you just call him a rookie? A noob. Look, I mean, it's just, surfers, it is what it is. Why. Or a newbie. I mean, yeah, you could call it that, you know. I mean, you know. <laughs> All right, what do you got for, yeah. uh, for Tides? So Tides brought to you by Angie Subs, the finest sub shop at the beach. If you're looking for some good grub on for the football today and tomorrow, you need to go by and check mm-hmm. them out. Homemade bread made right from the local bakeries, Sonati's and the uh, French Pantry in town. You had a low tide at 11.07 coming up, and you had a high tide this afternoon at 5.52, which are kind of good tides. I like the high outgoing early in the morning like this. I'll tell you just just real quick. It's been a good uh, bite of fish at the rocks. You've got to get clean water. It makes a big difference right now. Yeah, the – the, the the last what you typical last two hours of the outgoing tide, Jeff. The inlets have been a little dirty, mm-hmm. and you know usually during the mullet run, that's when you fish, and and it's been okay. But once that pretty water gets in there, it's been, it's been better. Good. Yeah, it's been good. it's really helped out a lot. Yeah, yep. and a lot of mangoes, a lot of uh, catching sheephead. Yep, which tells us the water's been cool. <laughs> a black drum showed up a little bit yep. this week, which tells you the water's been cool. Um, you know, no trout really showing up yet. Not a lot. A few up in the river. Yeah, I haven't heard got any, uh, any trout reports at all. The uh, I was talking with Victor from Wild West Guns and Gold yesterday. Me and him are going to fish the river here in the next couple of weeks. Try what, to find what do you say day. the river? Like my old stomping okay, grounds. Okay, river. okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, below downtown. Yeah, because uh, yeah. the reports coming out of there have been really good. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, really Watch out good. for the bull sharks around the. And uh, hold on, I'm going to tell you a quick story on that. So anyway, tides and weather brought yep. to you by two fine sponsors, uh, Angie Subs at the beach at the corner of Beach and Penman. For our Tide sponsor and for our weather sponsor, the Bearded Pig, the best barbecue in Jacksonville, two locations, one at the beach, the other one in the San Marco area. And uh, the best part I think about, one of the best parts about the Bearded Pig besides the quality of the food, is the environment, the outdoor seating. Yeah. It's awesome. Television's got a nice bar setting. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, it's a nice vibe. Crazy cool. Real nice vibe. Yeah, it's crazy cool. I can't get past the food. All right, so where was I going to go? We were yeah, we, well, you needed to do the weather report. You were going to do the weather. Well, I, I just yeah. did, just as far as like surfing, that was more no, my We were talking report. about the bull shark. At the bull shark, uh, thank you. Yes. Got a picture from a guy this week in the St. John's River, Tom Lucas, yeah. and I sent it to you guys yeah. to yeah. identify that yeah. shark. He caught a bull shark around the Buckman Bridge. I don't, I don't know what kind of wow. tackle he was using. That was a big fish. That's a big shark. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he was tarpon fishing or and what. I, and I remember... And you guys remember me telling the story when the mullet started to move in the river. Mm-hmm. Me and Dylan are trying to catch these tarpon that are attacking these migrating schools of mullet that are moving out of the river. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you look behind you in this school, and you're seeing a tarpon, a tarpon, and then all of a sudden, some shark comes blowing Wham. out of the water, and you're like, "Uh, was that just what I thought I saw it was? Is that a shark? And Dylan and I look at each other, and Dylan goes, was that? I said, yeah, that was a shark. Yeah. So so yeah. just just a real quick story. 
because you, you'll you'll love this. For some reason, it was like a big yacht uh, last week anchored at the mouth of Gowana, right on the edge of the channel. Huh. Big yacht. I mean, you know, right, hundred footer. And there were three guys standing on the back of the yacht. Giant school of mullet comes by, getting blown up. Mm. I mean, dude jumps out of the boat. No. Uh, jumps oh. out, out of the boat and swims to the mullet right in the middle of them. What is he doing? I, I don't know, bro. I mean, I'm looking Death like, wish. I, I turned around because I said, guys. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see. Don't look. No, no, no. I turned around to watch. I said, get oh, your you phones did. out because when he starts getting eaten, we're going to make millions. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> dude, it's getting, I mean, the, you know, the mullet showering. Just, yeah. And this guy jumps out of the boat and swims over into him. I'm mean, like, you got to be kidding me. Forrest Gump. I said saw, it. I saw a video a couple stupid of days is, ago. Stupid does. <laughs> I saw a video a couple of days ago of a bull that had stranded himself on the beach, and there were people around it, and they started to roll him back in. And I mean, this thing was big. Yeah. Big. And they're pushing him and rolling him over and pushing him and rolling him back over, you know, and they're thinking, you know, oh, we're being so nice and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, the moment that thing has enough water in him, yeah, he is taking somebody's foot off. <laughs> mm. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, people are stupid. Yeah, I mean, videotape it or something, but dude they, jumped in the water and they just like thought it was funny. Yeah, just thought it was funny. I guess I, I, I have I have no idea why you want to go swimming in in twelve to fifteen. Say inch it, Chris. Go are, ahead, do your little voice. The, 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 oh. <laughs> look at the little fishes. It's the little fishes in oh the water. Oh my God, let's go I over there and check them out. The it's so beautiful. They're oh, so nice. Here, hold, hold my pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> oh, please. Can you hold my latte, please? Oh, my little umbrella. Oh, oh the shiny fishes. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. There was there were some folks uh, at the beach a couple weeks ago had massive <laughs> pogey schools, and these dudes are out there drinking I, a beer and walking out there to like take I a know. look at the pogies. I was like, dude, yeah, what are you doing, you moron? Away. I'm going to go out there and wait what a month. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Stupid. Break out your phone. I'm telling you. You're going to be a millionaire. Yeah. Uh, so, logs as usual. The Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter also has some other fine sponsors. Wild West Guns and Gold, Kirby Co. Builders, Randy Marion Cadillac, Whalen Bay Marine, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Strike Zone, Standard Feed and Seed. By the way, if you need food plot seed, yes. Mr. Frank said he can get you whatever you want. Ring Going Power in the Cat Rental Store, LV Hires Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters. Don't forget next weekend the official grand opening in Callahan. Consignment Boat Sales, Coastal Equipment, CNH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine, Angie Subs, Bearded Pig, Duck Duck Rooter, <gasps> Nimnick Family of Dealership, Chevrolet on Cassidy, and Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway. Very good. You did that in one breath. Hey, we're excited. We're going to be listening tomorrow. Go Jags, Can't wait. Right? Yep. Can't yep. wait. Yep. Folks, remember yep. anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. See ya. See ya. Something crazy or silly or scary is happening or something just did.